guys and girls, and welcome to episode 135 of the F Reality Podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show, live streamed every Saturday on YouTube and on Twitch. And don't forget, you can also catch the show live in VR using big screen TV. The show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes. SoundCloud, and on Spotify. If you enjoy the show on YouTube, make sure you hit that notification bell and ensure you're subscribed to the channel. We'd really, really appreciate it. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try to answer as many questions as we can. And now it's time for me to introduce you to the team. First up, apparently the only way to keep this guy quiet is to sit him down with his Oculus Quest and virtual coloring book. He'll keep him entertained for hours. It's VR streamer, ZimTok5. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker! <laughs> Coloring <laughs> book analogy. To... <laughs> uh, I was like, "Who's it gonna be? Who's it gonna be?" Ah, oh, shit! It's me. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, uh, it's been a uh, it's been a very tumultuous um, month and a half for me. Um, I'm glad to be back, feeling among the living. Yes. For a while there, definitely felt like a zombie. Um, but things are finally settling down and able to kind of get back into my tool shed. So felt good. Uh, got my shows done this week, which was like a yeah for me after about a month of away from that. Um, got my racing coming up tomorrow. So yeah, feels uh, feels good to finally have everything back working with a fresh PC. Things are right in the world again. Yeah. Well, almost. <laughs> Zim, almost. Zim's back on track. Yeah, something like that. It's good to have you back on the show anyway, dude. Thanks. We've missed you. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm going to shed a tear now. Um, next up, self-isolation isn't a problem for this guy, as he's used to being locked up 24-7. It's the former prison boss. It's Rowdy VL. How you doing, dude? Uh, I'm, I'm doing all right. Yeah, I mean, this, this is just regular times for me. Yeah. I'm just uh, playing a little bit more games than I usually do. So uh, it's actually it's actually quite uh, quite nice. Are you also it's rolling nice. more cigarettes now? or uh... Yeah, you're making hookah. I mean, that's that, yeah. that's just a, a daily activity. Of <laughs> drawing, uh, drawing uh, adult pictures to share with your inmates. Yeah, as long as you don't <laughs> drop the soap, you can draw them as much as you like. <laughs> wait, 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 is that a thing? Do people draw adult images? Do they like seek out the yeah, best? Yeah, you, you need to you need to go watch my series. Like I, I, I used to like tell entire stories about my pictures as well. People love my yeah. stories. Wow. My sexy pictures. <laughs> Not my sexy pictures, yeah. just the ones He had a Patreon through. where he sold them. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of that is true, no. but yeah, yeah, I agree. No, I'm, I'm doing all right. Uh, Good. Good. <laughs> Love in the background still, by the way. It's totally awesome. I know. It's, 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 I mean, it depends on how long this situation is going to last, yeah. but uh, at least uh, you'll have a nice little background. The, the funny thing what is that those out there that have never been to London before will be like, why have you got a Call of Duty map uh, picture on your wall? <laughs> <laughs> because people don't know that's actually a real life location. Yeah. You know? yeah. Funny. Uh. Anyway, uh, next up, this guy's been spending so much time in City 17, they've actually started to charge him rent there. His VR adventurer is, of course, Nathy. How you doing, man? You all right? Yeah. No, I am doing fine. You know, yep. in a nice apartment. Yeah. City 17. Yeah, Parisian. Um, pl plenty next of to the hotel. Yeah, no, dude, like, it's amazing. Plenty of toilet paper, by the way. It's like oh, yeah. in that city, you know. Like there's toilet paper for everyone. It's, yeah, it no became it, like like first the currency was resin, but mm. now the currency is actually toilet paper. Amazing. Uh, so it's it's 
It's great. And, and you know, next to uh, using toilet paper for the useful stuff, uh, you can also balance it on your, uh, on your shotgun if you want. Or juggle with it. You know, it's all possible. Or do sick flips. So Amazing. welcome to the future of physics in Half-Life. Yeah. So how many hours have you logged in there now? So uh, it's it's now going to the 90, actually. Uh, wow. I've still been playing a lot. Um, and um, it's... Um, it's it's it still blows my mind that I, I I'm still able to find stuff that I haven't seen before mm-hmm. or things that other people learn me where they say like oh did you see this or did you do that makes you appreciate this game beyond just you know playing it it's like yeah. I'm almost obsessed by it now I'm I'm not kidding it's how like, do you like like because you only have like a certain amount of save files like how do yeah. you jump between do you then, need to play the entire part well that's that's a good one so so if we're talking about saves in this game chart um so so the the problem with you know playing this game with saves is that you have a limited amount of saves that you can use so if you want to go back to certain parts then you will not be able to so all the upgrades Mm. will not be there but the funny part is if you restart a game or restart a chapter you will still get the, the resin that you collected in that chapter so that's what it saves but if you do want to go back to the start with all the stuff you have collected back then and the health and then you need to um, like rip your save off from your, you know, um, from your folder, save it somewhere, give it a good name, and then save it later again. So that's how I have been doing it. So I have like oh, saves yeah, from hey, nice. all kinds of moments. Yeah, that's useful. Nice little pro tip there. Yeah. Yes, very Cheat good. The system, yeah, very good. Um, so last but by no means least, myself, the host of the show, Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis. We've got an awesome show for you today. Some of the highlights include the Oculus CV1 is back on sale. Welcome back to the year 2016, everyone. It's been amazing. Uh, Iron Man for the PSVR is sadly delayed again. Uh, Zim's going to give you the lowdown on the latest releases to look forward to next week, if there is any at all. I'm I'm looking forward to finding out. Uh, And finally, we'll be talking about how the global pandemic has affected the VR industry, and Nathie's going to give you the best apps and experiences to stay social during self-isolation. Stay sane. Absolutely. Uh, but first, let's find out what everyone's been playing this week and the highlight of the week. Obviously, feel free to join in in the chat. We always love to find out what you've been up to as well. Uh, but let's pass it over to Rowdy first, see what you've been uh, been up to this week, dude. Yeah, the, I think the only thing that I've played this week is uh, is Half-Life. Again, mm-hmm. this is the only, only VR game that I've played. Um, and I had a funny story about it. Um, you know that when you, uh, when you get to certain areas, you sometimes need to teleport down or teleport up in order to to get somewhere you're not able to physically really walk there um but i I found out that sometimes uh when you need to teleport too far down you jump to your your death Mm -hmm. so so to speak wow um what i just think i I find that really interesting that you can teleport jump to your death (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. so you can teleport jump to your death but I, i found out that if you actually manage to um walk into that gap that you very slowly drift down mm-hmm. and you don't die when you reach the bottom that's so interesting I've been, oh. I've been able to reach like certain parts of maps where i'm not supposed to be mm. um i literally broke like a certain map as well because it all looks like very like 3d and i think they work with a lot of photogrammetry as well in order to, to make some of the environments um but then when you when you go past that wall it just stops there it's just like Mm. emptiness you have this like giant factory at a certain point that you that you see but you 
I mean, I don't know if you get there because I, I haven't finished the game yet. Um, but you, you, you see the factory in the distance. And I managed to walk all the way up to the factory. But as soon as I turned the corner and I walked past the wall, the initial wall of the factory, it was just like emptiness. Yeah. And it was so weird to see that because it's you're awesome. so immersed in this kind of like very beautiful graphical uh, world. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden there's nothing there anymore. Um, I, I do. I've been I... able to even skip like large parts of, of, of the game. Uh, and then I didn't realize because like I, I can jump down here and I just jump and I slowly glide down, reach the bottom uh, where you actually need to do like a lot of like different rooms and handles before you actually can teleport uh, to the to the, to I, the location. That you I guarantee to you that because you've just outed that, it's not going to be long that people are going to be able to still do that. So now's well, the time to try that, that's, it <laughs> that, that's the, yeah, that, it's, been, it's been cool to experience that well, that's the and thing like they're using it for speed running at the moment yes uh, i was gonna uh, say that yeah. and, and, right, and the yeah. record i don't know like it goes fast like it changes every day but it's like around 40 minutes whole game mm -hmm. uh and they yeah. teleport like like mad madman where they just skip floors uh they teleport through parts where you're like the npcs haven't even spawned yet um but <laughs> yeah. uh so I, I do get it. Like it's it's very interesting to see certain things in the distance that you want to go to, but in the end you can't because the game is so detailed uh, yeah. that you are able to do it with teleportation. I think that's kind of nice. So yeah. I've got a stat but for, for me you. It was the other way around. It uh. was actually that I I was able to, to go to parts because I was climbing on boxes and then jumping oh, yeah, over yeah, yeah. a fence that I wasn't <laughs> supposed to jump on, and then like I, I managed to reach like parts of the map. And sometimes you do hit like an invisible wall kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, but not always. So I've got a stat for you, which I was going to tell you later, but I might as well tell you now because we're talking about speedrunning uh, the mm. game. Um, but yeah, the current world record for speedrunning Half-Life Alex has been set by a YouTuber called uh, Syke, uh, which is spelled S-Y-C-H-K-E. You can check out his YouTube channel. And uh, he did it two days ago, I think, setting a record of 35 minutes and 17 seconds. Yeah, and uh, using fast. exactly the methods that you were just talking about, Rowdy, you know, like glitching through the map, going to areas that you shouldn't be. Um, but yeah, it's hilarious yeah. to watch, you know, them take advantage of these little loopholes oh, in the game. Uh, like even even at the start where there is the first door, he puts like a chair in front of him, then he kind of yeah. bumps into it, then goes backwards and suddenly he's through the door. I'm like, how does this even, how do you even, <laughs> yeah. it's like a magic trick that I never heard about. Yeah, yeah. it's so <laughs> awesome, so awesome. Yeah. Um, so nice one. You've been enjoying yourself then in City 17 as well. I've been, I've been, I've been taking my time with it though. Like I, yeah. I've set it to the highest difficulty because I really want to experience nice. this game. And mm, nice. I, in the beginning, it was a little bit like, "Ooh, this is this isn't that hard," but it does get like a lot mm. harder when oh, yeah. you get to like different kind of enemies. Um, it's been it's been really nice. Uh, I've also managed to half set up uh, my GTX 10, uh, 2080 Ti, so I've been been trying it with that. Um, but in a setup that isn't really optimal. Is that, is that <laughs> connected to a laptop? Games. No, no, it's, okay. it's, gonna, it's, it's, in my, it's in a desktop that, oh, okay. I, that I've managed yeah. to put it. Yeah. I was like, okay. wait, half set up and try? Like, ha yeah. How do you well, half set up a, a graphics screen? card? Yo, I mean, I don't have a screen set up. Uh, it's just like a basic computer, but like a, with a beast of a graphics card. In I, see. I installed Steam on that, and uh -huh. then I, I managed to, like, uh, to get it running uh, oh. as it's supposed to run. I'm still getting frame dips, though. If I, if I if I put it on uh, like a little bit high, even on lower graphics, I still see frame dips. Interesting. Uh, but it's it's mostly in like very uh, heavy populated Seems, areas. I don't yeah. see it anywhere through the game, and it dips to like to like seventy because uh, uh, I'm playing on Oculus. Uh, yeah. 
it should be 80, but it sometimes dips to 70 in specific locations. Interesting. For the rest, it's not, yeah. uh, it's not worrisome. <laughs> First world problems. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what about you then, Zim? What have you been up to um, you know, the last couple of weeks? You know, <laughs> taking it easy all this time, playing all these VR games? You know, uh, what have you been one, doing? One, one week was, was pretty much off. Um, and, and this last week, I've, I've done all my shows, uh, did, did a bunch of indie stuff. Um, I want to highlight one studio and, and two things they've done, uh, both of which are relatively short experiences, but uh, I was kind of floored by both of them. Uh, the first, so they're, they're both from the studio um, Atlas V. <clears throat> And the first one is called Ayahuasca. We covered it on releases probably about six months ago now. Um, maybe not. Maybe it was back in January uh, when it was a when it was a, there was originally um, uh, sorry not an Ayahuasca. I'm thinking of the the second one. I'm I'm going to think about it was a um, limited time release only on Vive. Uh, the second one I'm going to talk about is is Gloomy Eyes, um, and that one was held to that platform for just like a month, uh, which I find really weird. Um, but ayahuasca is basically a Peruvian like uh, spirit walking drug trip experience, and nice. um, it like I didn't it's expect. It's been a while it. since I had those. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I've done a lot of meditative apps and stuff. Like you said, Mike, I did color space as well, which although it looks pretty, is like I just wasn't attracted to it all uh, as an app. Like I I don't think I could even muster more than 10 minutes in that now um there's just certain things about it like they they put so much polish into it and it looks great but it's just there isn't something to intrigue me there and the difference here is 3d spatial audio with this real guttural like vocals um and you're being wrapped around as you're losing your consciousness in the middle of this um in the middle of this amazonian forest with like uh snakes wrapping around you i wouldn't say they're necessarily anacondas but fat body <laughs> snakes just twisting around you, uh, you're seeing centipedes. Do they also hypnotize you in a way? Uh, yeah, I mean, there are certainly sections of this that um, you you get to feel really weird. Like by the end of the experience, um, and and I think the audio has to play a part of that. Uh, you you just feel so drained, like um, in a good way, and and also kind of de-energized, um, which which feels really weird. It's, it's quite a meditative thing. But it really struck me at the end of a tough week, like, holy shit, this is really quality and I wasn't expecting it. So that's one that if people are like really stressed out right now, um, ayahuasca is something that I would recommend. Um, and where can they find this again? It's a Steam. It's a Steam game. Mm -hmm. um, it's experience. I thought it was actually supposed to be quite short. Um, it's about 25 minutes. Uh, I played through it twice and that ate up an hour so. Um, it is the same thing. There isn't like a procedural element to it, but even yeah. running it twice, I found it quite... Um, Quite interesting, and I thought it was like an eight-minute run, and it was twenty-five <laughs> minutes when when I thought it was only eight had passed, and it was just superb visuals. Um, and there are some transitions in that that are really fantastic. Like the um, video. How do you spell it? Just for, for people that want to search for yeah, it. Yeah, good question. Because <laughs> uh, this is a very this down. Is, is this yeah, a, yeah. So this like on. reminds me of the Icelandic one you was talking about as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the Icelandic one is quite empty, um, and okay. it's quite it like the Icelandic one, which is if you just type. Iceland VR into Steam, you'll find uh, the one which is uh, Middle Sander. Um, that one is like, you know, take 20 to 40 minutes to exp explore a, a gorgeous, fog, fog, fog rich environment. And that one's more take at your own pace. This one is a set track. So it's like if you were listening to, it feels like, like a real, it's a real jungle vibe, but it definitely <laughs> gives you that kind of drug trip feeling 
right the way through. And by the end, um, it does a transition that is just really kind of mind blowing and it leaves you feeling like an empty husk. It's great. It's great. I really appreciated it. And I think it's about 12 quid or something on, on Steam. It's spelled A-Y-A-H-U-A-S-K-A and pronounced ayahuasca. So that was that. And then lo and behold, I didn't even know this. Um, the, the guys had produced Gloomy Eyes, which is a tale uh, which is narrated with lovely vocals by uh, Colin Farrell, who's an Irish actor. And um, it's about, it's kind of like a, you know, human zombie love relationship done in a Tim Burton-esque environment. But the detail is, I, I call it pixel blob level. Like it is, if you didn't have like a Rift S or an Index, I think you'd miss a lot of the detail they put into this. Um and you like they use the volumetric space around you with such a uh, shocking level of detail. I have to just applaud it because I think, again, I think Tim Burton would look at this and be like, wow, lads, you did that justice. And it's not it's not robbing from that territory. It's just the art and the style is so great. But the fact that they use the volume around around you like you need, I would say, two meters by two meters space to really uh, appreciate the scene. You, if you stand still, you'll miss a lot. Um, there's a little puppy. There's these character characters going around. It feels like a Pixar film, um, and it's done in three chapters. So that one is a kind of similar price range. Um, and again, it lasted me maybe uh, about a half an hour um, through the three segments. But it was they're both just amazing. Yeah. So Gloomy Eyes has been on my little radar for a while now. But it's like a it's like a cinematic adventure that you just kind of sit and watch, right? You you don't actively get involved. You don't with. actively get involved, but you can definitely miss pieces of it. Okay. I love that the story isn't like a Pixar film, and I won't go further than describing it that way. If you remember my recommendation for Wolf in the Walls, mm-hmm. anyone who picked up on that, played that, and liked it, yeah, that this was amazing. Is along the same lines, like it's 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 visually stunning. It's something different from what you've seen. It looks kind of like Lucky's Tale esque, mm-hmm. but let me tell you, um, the interactivity side of it, not in terms of you triggering buttons or doing things, but in terms of walking around the diorama, the scene, mm-hmm. and, and like getting your head down or ducking or having to look up, that kind of stuff, really well done. So, yeah. so I have to, again, take my hat off for Ayahuasca and Gloomy Eyes. I had no idea they were the same studio. I just happened to do them at the same time. And, That's awesome. Uh, Especially because, like, uh, you know, I loved uh, Wolf in the Walls so much. I thought it was incredible <laughs> cinematic so experience. Nice. So if you're saying it's on the same level as that, then uh, I definitely got to go and check this out very soon. Yeah. So yeah. nice uh, recommendation, Gloomy Eyes. Nice one. Uh, what about you then, Nathie? Uh, what have you been up to this week then, dude? Yeah, so uh, let's uh, let's go to the chat first. Sure. So uh, Watto UK has finished Alex. He said it was well epic. Then... He finished it again, or actually he's on his second run at the moment, taking Chomsky all along uh, with him for the ride. <laughs> my son. Yes, your son. If, yeah. you, if, you, if you don't know yet, you know, Chomsky is Mike's son. Uh, yes. Spoiler alert. So I just yeah. spoiled you with something uh, very important. <laughs> then we have uh, uh, Marwick, who, uh, who says, Jeff has made me return to No Man's Sky again. You could, yeah, I don't know what that exactly means, but that's up to you to figure out. Uh, <laughs> then we have uh, Vert Chill VR, who played Beat Saber, and Cave Digger. Yeah, still, like Cave Digger seems to be popping up from time to time. I like Cave Digger. Yeah, I'm a classic. Fan. Well, especially yeah. in these times, Cave Digger is a pretty <laughs> interesting <laughs> one to dive into. Um, then we have Gaming Science Teacher, 
uh, trying to get off my butt a little with Beat Saber and working on planning VR equipment for my school's new tech lab. Nice. Got you covered later on with some fitness tips for VR, so stay tuned for that. Yes, and also, uh, you know, Zim was talking about VOG-rich environments. Well, stay tuned for that too. <laughs> nice. uh, and then we have Dave the Psycho, who has been playing Lies Beneath and Guns and Stories. Mm. Yeah, that's, that, that's about it. Oh, and uh, due to time overload, came back for some past flat screen titles. I don't know which ones, but flat screen titles are also kind of nice. Yeah, plenty to play at the moment as well, flat screen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. It's like flat screen is definitely competing with VR at the moment. But it is nice to to see people uh, talking about Animal Crossing, about Doom, and then also have like Alex in that, you know, lineup. And usually in the VR scene, it's like, "Eh, eh, who cares? And now suddenly it's like almost every like gamer I've, I've seen on Twitter has... Yeah. said something about a VR game and that's uh, truly special yeah. I would say it's still it's still amazing uh, that you know all of that happened last week uh, it's it, it still blows my mind how how this all blew up in a way um, I've, I've seen reports of, of news articles saying that uh, the numbers uh, are you know going down really you know uh, rapidly at the moment um, but in terms of like how many people have played it, how many people got into Steam VR, I think we should be very, very proud as a VR community. And maybe yeah, outside of that, uh, people uh, say like, yeah, so Half Life Alex isn't can't even you know save the VR industry with its game. It's like yeah, I don't know what expectations people have, but uh, it, it it feels like the whole PC VR market just started with this game. Mm-hmm. It's like it just started taking off now with something that people can really look back into and say like, wow, this was like a hell of an experience. Yeah, and I've got some awesome stats to share as well for the game later mm. on, uh, which you want to stay tuned yeah, for. No, yeah, you should definitely stay for that um, because they are well pretty impressive. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, so what I have been playing is of course Half-Life. Uh, I haven't really done anything else. Uh, I'm, I'm working you on You haven't a- left left city 17 you've just been jacked in eating sleeping in there yeah yeah no i cuddled up with a head crab finding a nice warm dustbin you know having a nap oh yeah no those head crabs they still get me they still get me they're still scary um that's that's one uh, thing um but um so so what i wanted to talk about is that what i've seen is that um people have been you know playing a lot of half-life in in 2d as well they have been uh, modding it now to the point where it's almost like perfect it looks like a legit like 2d half-life game if you just look at it from from a distance of course if you you know follow the interactions and the things that happen in the game then you can see that that it doesn't make any sense um but it's it's uh what i was scared of is that people would just you know uh, praise it to the heavens and say like wow this, this game is even a must-play in, in, in flat mode. Um, seems like that's not the case. And we were already sure about that because it's a game built from the ground up for VR and turning that into a, a pancake title, it, it's possible. It's well, I'm not saying that it's not possible. No. But now after people have been playing it for a while, they're like, yeah, maybe, maybe I should be waiting with this one. Maybe I should, you know, uh, uh, keep that magical moment until I do have a VR headset or when in the future arcades open again because uh, Half-Life Alyx uh, mm. can also be licensed uh, for arcades. So uh, I'm, I'm happy that people get the insights now 
Mm. Yeah, you know, for sure, for sure. <laughs> you you would you would you'd be doing yourself a disservice. And um, Paradise Decay is kind of yeah. like making a comment, which was a really popular tweet that went out, uh, saying like playing Half Life Alex uh, in pancake mode is like uh, visiting Disneyland in Google Street View. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, it's, it's, it's true. Though. It, it's a really good analogy because you know the, the experience doesn't even compare, doesn't even come close to what it's like playing in VR. So uh, I really appreciated that uh, that tweet. <laughs> I gotta say, it's like what I like what I said in last episode as well. When I had like back in the back in the days, I had a discussion with like uh, uh, some like flat gamers about like Half Life Alex and why it can't be uh, a regular flat game. Uh, and I gave the example of like you know picking up the gun, like moving the bullets aside. You know what we saw in the trailer, picking mm-hmm. up the bullets, putting yeah, it in yeah. the gun, reloading it, and then shooting someone. And the guy's response was like, for starters, I would just press E. And then the mechanic would start and do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but don't you get that? That's not the same thing. Yeah. But a lot of people. Well, it, it's not. It's not only care. that. You know, it's it's like how the enemies are attacking you, how they respond to you, how the characters look at you. And it's so slow-paced, right? Yeah, true. And yeah, that's 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 like the the biggest point that the game has been kind of slowed down in a way where you can you know, enjoy it. Because, you know, when we spoke about the game uh, last week, we said that it's not a frustrating game. It's also not a game that is super hard in in any way. It's like nicely balanced out, but it would be too boring to be a 2D game uh, in terms of its difficulty. Yeah, definitely. I I think so too. I I think that indeed like the, the, the slow pace really suits this game very well because it feels again, more immersive and more natural because if it was actually there, well, maybe I would be running at some parts, but I wouldn't be running through the game, you know, like uh, or through the uh, through the atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but this this shows that uh, cross-platform VR games who support uh, PC players and VR players at the same time uh, is 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 almost impossible or a challenge in a way. You know, you you can't make a flat-screen game a VR game. You can kind of, but then still the other way around it. It doesn't really work. So mm. no, I'm just happy that this is kind of like happening because I was just so scared that people are just like, yeah, this is great. This is great. So you don't need a VR headset anymore. Just download this little mod and, and go for it. Uh, where I was like, you know, it's just I'm so, so into VR that I, I, I feel sorry for the people trying it. And every every game I would, you know, play in the future that requires certain hardware or stuff, like I'm a responsible gamer who waits to play it mm-hmm. and then you know i try it because now you kind of ruined it for that yourself. one i'm a responsible gamer. Yeah, i'm a responsible gamer <laughs> man that's that's me responsible gamer I know, it's weird that they're modding it into i mean i get it right anytime you've got a a, a uh, preventive means that says you can't it's, come it's, in it's two reasons people are going to want to break that right it, it's it's the same deal of if you're a kid and you're like you can't come into my treehouse you're going to find a way. It's, yeah. it's like what we spoke about last episode. It's two reasons. Some people just don't have the money to afford a VR headset and they still want to play it. So they do it now. They just try these mods and then they find out that it's maybe not the way to go. Then others just use it as as revenge uh, against Valve saying like, so you make this VR exclusive? Well, I will find a way to play it anyways. Yeah, you know? it's a fair point. So it's that's it's like point. different uh, vibes to that. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a passionate community that wants to mod everything. And it, it has been great to see what people have been doing to the game already, you know. So yeah. I think that's what I'm most excited about is like when the Source Engine actually gets open up yeah. to the community, yeah. what they do with it. Um, 
I can't wait for that because if they can, like, I think the game uh, runs so well because of this new engine that they've got, you know, doesn't run or feel like any other game that we've played before. And that's because they use Unity yeah. or Unreal, whereas this engine is built for VR as well as like traditional games as well. But, yeah. you know, it's got that special source in it that makes it, makes it like a little bit magical. So yeah. I can't wait to see what they yeah, do with same. it. The specific source? Source. <sighs> the magic Huge. source. Well, that, yeah. speaking of source, source, and uh, I, I have to say, um, I can see why they're not developing, or they're saying they're not developing Left 4 Dead, because I think what they did was they set up all the elements, and they're probably working on Left 4 Dead now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they, they already... there's, there's, there's so much in there, it's kind of showing the, mm-hmm. the hand, you know, everything from the room environments, like what they've done with Source 2 and VR it is not a huge pivot. And to be honest, if you, if you guys know, the, the development timeline of the original Left 4 Dead was actually quite compressed. Left 4 Dead 2 was even made in less than a year. It was, it's crazy the amount of time that like Valve could put into it. So I'm now, I, I do I'm, think I'm now re-enthusiasm. The... That's not even a, <laughs> a <laughs> we term. Re-enthusiasm. That I think that you know, they should should be, if they're well, not, doubling down on, on I, that. I do the think it's the technology. hardest one, though, to, because it's... It, it's a very fast kind of gameplay. Uh, it's third yeah. person normally. Well, there was Half-Life so. 1 and 2 were also fast, and now they're kind of, well, they're still fast in VR, but in mm-hmm. a different way. But even if Valve wouldn't make Left for that, the community does it, because some people have already parted over assets from Half-Life 1 and 2 in, into, you know, the new, <laughs> and they just use that. So they could also just oh. grab, they could remaster Left 4 Dead 2, or <laughs> Left 4 Dead 1, whatever you like. And and just uh, reimagine it in VR. They already but, have but jump I'm One hundred percent sure that I'm one hundred percent sure that flat game is also hugely benefit from this. All these assets that have been associated with this, uh, like there's so many tools that become available with this new kind of game and the, the Source Two engine. So uh, I think everyone kind of wins with the release of this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. Um, cool. Cool. That was well, that a long, Half-Life. Uh, long yeah. what I played. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're going to be talking more Half-Life as well. So <laughs> nice. if you want to hear some more like Half-Life, it. we're going to be talking more Half-Life later. Like. Um, Next on the Half-Life podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, let me, actually, I'm going to be talking about Half-Life Let Mike again have now. a turn. Come on, um, let him have a turn. He's so got to be talking about something. I'm going to be playing, I've been playing with this this week. Um, so for the audio listeners, this is a, uh, a haptic feedback pistol. Uh, this is called the the Provolver. Uh, it's pretty oh. badass, meaty looking pistol. Looks like a spin-off of that other uh, ProTube uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So there was a... It sounded like you said Provolver. Please, please tell yeah, me it was the Provolver. It's not the Provolver, it's the Pro. <laughs> Volvo. Uh, for, for the audio listeners, it kind of looks like the assault rifle from like um, uh, Halo, but then like squished together. Yeah, yes. kind of reminds <laughs> me of like Judge Dredd's Peacemaker or whatever his guns called. Oh yeah, 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 that's Judge Dredd. Um, so yeah, basically, like you you guys said, it's very similar to the Force Tube, uh, which is Pro Tube's uh, recoil uh, rifle gunstock uh, but this is condensed down to a single pistol now so it's got like a pistol grip which you just like kind of slot your controller into and then you've got this kind of recoil motor which then delivers like 60 newtons of haptic feedback force um, and yeah it's a compact little uh, sort of pistol basically uh, and I've been using that in a few different VR games so I've been playing uh, it with uh, Gun Club on the Oculus Quest uh, mm-hmm. and Pistol Whip and Half-Life Alex on the Oculus Rift so S. It's Bluetooth connected to that? Yeah, so it connects to your yeah. Quest and PC using Bluetooth and it's got an internal rechargeable battery, whereas the Force Tube had those like 
uh, batteries uh, that you had to slot in yourself. Uh, these are internal now, so they're all contained within the device and you just recharge it using USB-C, which is, you know, a little improvement there. Um, but the cool thing is, like, playing this with the Quest, for example, like, uh, Gun Club it has actually got native support for this baked into it. So all you need to do is pair it via Bluetooth to your Quest, load the game, wow. and it works. Simple yeah. as that. Um, with the PC, it's a little bit trickier because, like, uh, Pistol Whip and Half-Life Alex, they don't have native support. So you have to use, like, a, a ProTube uh, compatibility tool, which they've supplied, which basically does some like magic to um, intercept the rumble signals to your controllers and then mm. uses those to predict what it might be in game and then delivers rumble and haptic feedback that way. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, so Pistol Whip, it works flawlessly um, and is incredible actually playing with this with Pistol Whip because, you know, yeah. you only need one controller. So you're, you're holding the grip with both hands, which feels really natural and you're blasting and getting that recoil, which is super, super nice. Whereas in Alex... You do get the recoil in the right moments when you're shooting, but you also get the recoil when you're opening doors or reloading, which then yeah. doesn't feel quite natural. Um, so yeah, the best experience was totally uh, pistol whip using this. Um, you know, having that sort of that that feedback while you're shooting just makes you feel like a badass. And, and when you're squatting and, and swinging around this 900 gram uh, weight in your hand as well, it really is a workout. 900 gram. Yeah. Fact's sake, how long did you play for? So I played that's about like, two hours. Holding the kilogram of pasta. And, yeah. And how, like, what's the moment arm like? Sorry, that's technicality here, but like, how far out is the weight? Um, so, yeah, it's not particularly balanced. It's quite front heavy. Um, yeah. uh, and, and to put it into perspective, like, this weighs the same as a fully loaded Glock pistol, like a real life one. So, in terms of that, it's like one to one. And this is where huh. what Prochi were actually aiming for, because this isn't really necessarily designed for consumers in mind. It was designed for VR arcades as like a special accessory or uh, for training purposes for like military or law enforcement to do training with to get that kind of like feedback. And plus, so people could see as well that are just watching these training scenarios go on that you've actually fired a bullet. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I just, I'm picturing now. Like police, right? Training people in pistol whip, and then yeah, people like whip. breaking into a dance floor and just shooting everybody. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> like that. We, we got to be careful how we blend training with gaming. All right, just gonna be careful there. Yeah, so that's you're gonna have to get that balance right, then though. I think, right? Well, that's if, the thing. If you like, want to simulate the yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, you know, but it's it, to to simulate the weight alone. I think is useful. You know, even just. Because it is tiring carrying firearms around, yeah. you know, having some limited experience with it. But I will say um, that, you know, the recall that this provides isn't anywhere near as powerful as a real firearm. We've got to get that clear. You know, it does provide some nice feedback, but yeah. it's not going to, you know, real jolt your hand like a, a real firearm would. Um, so overall, I thought it was a really cool little accessory. Um, it's going to be expensive, though, so just bear that in mind. Like I said, it's not really ideal for consumers. And the way I kind of summarized my sort of overall thoughts on the device is that kind of reminds me of like a, a Desert Eagle, right? It's big, yeah. it's bulky, it packs a bit of a punch, but you wouldn't want to use one every day. Do you know what I mean? Like you would use a Desert Eagle for a bit of bling at the fire range, but you wouldn't want to shoot okay. a Desert Eagle every day at the firing range. Same deal with this. It's really fun to use every now and again. You wouldn't want to use it all the time in VR gaming. Say that to if you use a Desert players. Eagle every <laughs> yeah, day, exactly. you have a problem. The, like, CS players love the Deagle. In, in, <laughs> I don't know what you're in, talking in, about. In Counter Strike, they just do this like flippity floop 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 and then they shoot <laughs> floop floop. Yeah, um, but that's the thing. Like you know, I, in real life, you'd never you're never going to be wielding a, a Deagle. You know, <laughs> running around. You, well, you, dual wielding, you would right. Dual wielding. <laughs> dual dual wielding. Sure. That's the only way. Dual wielding. Of course. Of course yeah. You'd have you'd have to have like proper guns on you. Like, and I mean muscle guns, not real guns. 
guns. Yeah. So you need guns and guns. You need yeah. two sets of guns. You need guns, guns on your guns. Four sets of guns. Yeah. yeah. So, so, I, I, so I do still have a question. Yeah. Sure. It's so uh, confusing. Is there like a reload module that they want to implement on that? Because that would be cool. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like the uh, when I was playing Gun Club, obviously you do have to reload with the other controller. Um, so where does your controller go then? Well, you just do the action, of course, in VR. Oh, you know. okay. But you don't, uh, you don't actually the, slot uh... anything in. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Um, and that's why pe- playing pistol with it was so much better because you didn't have to worry. You know, you just have to drop yeah. your gun and then raise it back up again, uh, and it just felt better. So I think you know, for VR arcades that that have pistol whip. I think it's a really cool accessory uh but for it, consumers you know i think if i had to recommend this or the force tube i would say go for the force tube because you can play with the force tube comfortably for hours on end uh because it's balanced and you've got two arm hands to hold yeah, it and it really is it's, it is it's great it's play for, uh, it's, yeah. it's for half alex i don't think it will work when you need to like switch tools and stuff like that no, well, well, really that's like the thing because like gun. you know and i've got baby-sized hands uh so like when i hold this grip which is quite chunky uh, to then put my thumb up to then switch oh, weapons is quite cumbersome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like playing with Alex or other games, I wouldn't recommend it. Pistol Whip was definitely yeah. a cool in, experience. In, but in Alex, you I need like, like, a, like a Swiss knife where you have this uh, thing and then also a multi-tool with like haptics in it. And then yeah. you switch to a shotgun all in one, in one hand. Exactly. The motion of the module on the top. Can you show us that? Like that is that a reconfigurable button? Because if it is, Th- that would be nice. Well, what it, no. I would configure it for, right? If it was configurable and you could just do that slidey action. Yeah. Easy. Do it, do right? it, you're playing do Alex again. Wait, you're, do you're, it again. you're playing do it action, again, and and it would be a quick save for me. No, just quick save. Boom. But job done. Yeah, no, it's That's not it. a configurable button. It's just, um, it just looks cool, and it's part of the recoil mechanism. So, so what yeah. games? Oh, right. So you don't actually. It's no, no, not no. actually a button. No, oh, no. right. right. But, but what you games can't are empty out the chamber like that? Yeah. That that would be nice. Damn it. Um, but what games are like compatible with? It? Because you said Gun Club is native support. Yeah. Yes. And uh, what else? Uh, also Pistol uh, Whip, or is Pistol Whip just it works just well, and that's it. Yeah, it doesn't have native support, but works perfectly. Yeah, because it's um, like, you, as you said, it needs to be specific to you just shoot and there's nothing else going on. Yeah, and they've got profiles for some games as well. Like, uh, it would also probably work in Contractors and Onward as well that also has, like, Force Tube support, but yeah. you, you'd, you'd just you'd just be have to play with a pistol in the game yeah. to make it feel one-to-one. So that's where it's kind of limited, but, yeah. you know, that's why it's designed for arcades. But I just got, oh, you know, they sent one out to play with and uh, I just thought it was a lot of fun, so... I've, I've never, like... Talk about it. After being at so many arcades, I've never seen uh, like a, a pistol version of a, a haptic gun. Like the, mm. I, I've tried a lot of haptic oh. guns, also with you know the feedback in there, and it's great. And you can slide in. Like most of them use like mixed reality controls that you can just click into it because you yep. know mixed reality proves to be a very good platform to make like arena scaled you know environments with a backpack. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never seen a pistol before, so I'm I'm curious what arcades they are going to aim for. As you said, if they can, you know, sell it as a bundle to arcades with Pistol Whip or a certain game, then... Because there's you also another problem. Dual... There's, a, there's a logistical problem as well here, mm. which is uh, you're going to have to cable it to the floor or something. Someone can just walk out with that. That's It's easy to walk out with that, wow. you know? Yeah, but usually if, if you play an arcade, like, you have to pay to get in and then... Well, oh, maybe maybe things get slow. I've never heard stories. Yeah, it's like about that. it's like a it's like a, a box VR. They had um, all these all these uh, vibe pucks. Yeah, but I that kind of ruined it for me. I think you know. I know. I understand people, that sometimes you have to staple things down, but sometimes you, I think you have to trust people to a certain degree. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like the void. You know, like you could just run out of that place with the whole rig on, but you know, no one's gonna do it. <laughs> we want to do that. You know, 
Um, please, YouTuber, anybody yeah, please. do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. Dude, I'm down to do that. For next April, I'm doing that. it. I'm doing it. So, so one thing I want to mention before we move into news uh, and give some give some props uh, to ProTube is that obviously, like because all their equipment and accessories are three D printed, they actually own one of the biggest three D printing farms in 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 uh, in Paris or Barnes. France. Or, That's yeah. awesome. But, well, like, but they have like, like they have like uh, you know twenty twenty to thirty printers going like twenty four seven. Wow. So um, they've actually been helping out with the pandemic and mm. they've been printing valves oh, wow. and um, protective equipment for uh, hospitals using their uh, their facilities. So I just wanted to give them props to that nice. because, you know, it, it's one of those things that you, you see the community, you know, making, uh, converting snorkels into like respirators and ventilators or whatever they're called. And, and these guys are doing exactly that, making it work. So uh, yeah. they're really helping out the community over there. So hats off to them uh, for that. I just want to give them a little props had, for that. Uh, we had El Bagdo Wonk asking if you tried to Beat Saber with it as well. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, because no. that gets into the realms of like people playing like you know uh, Dark Souls with a Dance Dance Revolution mat. You know, it just gets it gets stupid. Did you so, maybe I, maybe Robo Recall? Because I think in Robo Recall you also do not reload. Right? Yeah, there's not. No, you don't. Yeah, it could could potentially work. And like I say, with the compatibility tool, you can try out of um, whatever game you want. So um, it does open it up a bit. But is this like what you have there? Is that a prototype, or are they already selling this? Or can you? So this is a prototype right now. Um, They will be going on sale uh, to the public once they fulfilled all the back orders for the force tube. That's their number one priority first. So what's their price on that? Because the pro tube was, I don't know anymore. What was the price on that? So I think the force tube is like about four to five hundred euros. It's quite expensive. So this is uh, going to so be like half of the price. I would say it's probably going to be a similar price. So similar that's why. price. Oh, you would yeah, think yeah. it's oh, but it's still the same it's the module. Of, it's yeah. the mechanism yeah. that's the expensive part. Yeah. yeah. yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay. I have one question because uh, Mike, you mentioned that that has an integrated battery, and you mentioned that as an upgrade. So obviously, you're a fan of a device with integrated battery. It's one of the reasons that I almost, I, I put off buying an iPhone for the longest time, not having a battery you could swap out. And I tend to prefer swappable batteries because then you don't have to worry about uh, charging something up before a session. If it dies, you just swap out for an so, extra set. So, no. Um, I, I prefer replacing batteries myself with devices. Um, like, I prefer okay. the fact that I can swap the batteries over in my Oculus Touch controllers rather than charging my index controllers. Yes. But okay. for an accessory like this that I'm not going to use every day, I don't mind. That's that's the yeah, caveat. Yeah. And also, they yeah. had some shaky batteries in there. Like, yeah, exactly. They, were, they, were, yeah. they literally looked like these like Chinese manufactured batteries that were going to blow up And they were face. called, like, fire starters or something Trust like fire. that. Trust yeah. fire. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, which is like, I don't trust, trust you at all, fire. actually. Um, but, but, um, that said, right. The, the, the in and out of those batteries was, was quite cumbersome uh, on the, on the, on the force sheep. Yeah. Yeah. Which of course, you know, fair enough for what they're trying to do with that. And as I said, I still love that device, but I just wanted to clarify because there's been some, uh, back and forth in the community about, like you said, the index controllers versus touch controllers and replace rechargeable batteries. And I was curious, like what are stand is on that i'm i'm definitely a rechargeable replaceable battery guy um and and this was my my argument with the whole thing like there is nothing worse than being mid-game with your index and being out of battery like what do you do you're totally screwed at that point you have to stop you have to recharge them whereas at least with the the oculus touch controllers you just swap them over job done 
Well, yeah, but then again, I'm the kind of guy who never has any batteries in the house. So oh, yeah. <laughs> if that happens to me and I need to swap batteries, I need to get them out of my TV remote control or something <laughs> like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, yeah. But this is like in America, like the, in the States, rechargeable batteries, like rechargeable AA or AAA batteries are, are not very popular. People yeah. just buy. And I, it, it horrifies me. The people are buying literally cartons of AA batteries and then landfilling them. Like, yeah. the feck are you well, doing? I'd yeah. really recommend the uh, Panasonic Eneloops. They're the oh, rechargeables. The yeah. By far, by yeah. far. Yeah, great technology. Um, so now we've uh, we've been going on for 45 yeah. minutes. We haven't even started the news yet. Thanks, well, guys. Uh, actually, correction, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. what is it, 53 now? Yeah. Wow. Everyone cancel what you're doing today because it's going to be a long one. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so let's get into some news. First bit of news is going to be, oh God. What is this news? <laughs> First bit of news is about us, believe it or not. What? Um, it's no. a bit of an update. Oh. I mentioned this uh, at the end of last week's show. Uh, and news, right? the news is that there's not going to be uh, an F Reality podcast over the next two weeks. Okay. <gasps> so. I didn't know that. So the next two weeks, there's not going to be a show. Um, Am I getting paid still? No. <laughs> you're, on, you're, on, you're on furlough. Uh, I don't even know what that word means. Someone said that to me. I'm like, what is furlock? Uh, Tempora- temporarily unemployed. Yeah. Tempor- Shit. All right. Rowdy hit on the head. <laughs> I'll call NASA. It's all right. So um, we've done uh, we've done 135 episodes now. Every Saturday for over two and a half years, we've never missed an episode. But I think with everything going on in the world right now, the timing is right. Now we're not going to be just kicking back, taking a you know a break. We're not going to be doing oh. that. Um, we're actually going to be uh, meeting up during these 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 weeks, and uh, we're going to be talking about how we can uh, improve the show moving forward. We've already got a, f- a few things in mind to tweak it and, and improve it. Um, but what I would ask is that if you're a you know a loyal fan of the show, I know there's plenty of you out there um, that if you could just give us some feedback of what you would like to see improved, that would be really helpful. And and while we're taking this uh, time, we can implement it quickly because it's difficult to iterate while we're still working. So uh, while, during these two weeks, we can improve as much as we can. So if you're, if you watch it in VR using big screen or you listen to the audio version or you watch us live on YouTube or Twitch and you enjoy the show, just give us some feedback of what you'd want and we can try and implement it as best we can. So, if you want to give us some feedback, the best way to do it is send us an email, which is contact at freality.tv, or just tag us in a Twitter uh, post. You know, yeah. uh, or after the show, you can also leave maybe a comment. You know, on the video. Also, yeah. yeah, that's a good yeah. way of doing it as well. Yeah. yeah. So the Twitter uh, yeah. is at uh, Crew. if you don't follow us on Twitter already. Yeah. Um, so it's only two weeks. We're not actually stopping the show. Uh, it's just like a little bit um, so we can improve. Um, so You just don't get to see us. We're just being selfish is all. Yeah. We get to see we're, each we're other going still. Going self-isolation. Yeah. So yeah, we're going. Podcast <laughs> is now in self-isolation. Isolate from you guys. Yeah. So um, we will be back on the 25th of April. So you know, if you really, really miss us, just mark it in your calendar, and we'll be back on the 25th. Or, um, or you listen all the episodes well. back and and do a binge binge listen. Binge yeah. Watch. Well, you can Holy also watch it. Flats. Oh my God, I'm gonna have uh, oh. releases. Is gonna be insane. Yeah. It's gonna be a- <laughs> it's gonna be an hour-long releases God episode. Damn. So Didn't enjoy that. that. But nice. yeah, I just thought we'd, so we'd, we'd let you know, give you the heads up, because, you know, obviously we appreciate all the support. We appreciate everyone tuning in every week. Obviously, the last couple of weeks, notifications on YouTube have been broken. Thankfully, they've been fixed this week, so we're back to normal Yay. pretty much. Thank you, um, but, uh, but yeah, I think it's a good time for us to just level up the show, improve it as much as we can, and, and reach a, a bigger audience, as big as audience as we possibly can, because there's plenty more people out there that just aren't aware the show even exists right now. So we're going to be working on uh, fixing that. 
Yeah. So that's the first bit of news. Wow. Next bit of news. <laughs> We're going to fix people who, are, who don't know We're about the show We're going to drag them in by their eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, more sad news, though. Sorry to say. Um, because, uh, unfortunately, uh, Iron Man on PSVR has been oh. delayed. That's oh, the next thought, bit of news this week. Oh, I thought you were going to say VR's dead. Officially. No, it's not dead. It's not dead. Oh, not, not it's still yet. still alive. Still alive, yeah. I think it's more alive than it's probably ever been, actually, oh, right yeah, now. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, we're good. But yeah, Iron Man, sadly, isn't. Um, <laughs> spoiler, Iron Man, sorry. You mean Iron Man person, <laughs> Iron Man, or just Iron Man both, in VR game? Both, both oh, are dead yeah. right now. Um, so <laughs> we talked about this a few months ago on the show, because originally the game was uh, due to release in February, uh, and then got pushed back to May. And we were like, you know, fair enough, you know, these things happen. Hopefully they can improve the game in this time, maybe add a little bit more polish. Uh, but sadly, but this week we got another update, but this time from PlayStation Direct uh, on Twitter. And uh, they said that Sony Interactive Entertainment has made the difficult decision to delay the launch of The Last of Us Part 2 and Marvel's Iron Man VR until further notice. Logistically, the global crisis is preventing us from providing the launch experience our players deserve. So it sucks. sucks. So Last of Us 2 Part 2 as well, uh, which really sucks because that was the game I was really looking forward to as well. Uh, but both games have been delayed uh, indefinitely. No word on when they're going to actually launch. Wow. Um, okay. But this really sucks for PSVR owners because there's not many games on the horizon right now to look forward to. And this was one of the big ones, yeah. one of the most anticipated, I would say, for the PSVR platform moving forward. So uh, it does really suck. But you've actually played this one, right, Nathy? Yeah, yeah, I did. So, what was the first release date again? Wasn't was it uh... February? Yeah, February. Yeah, exactly. And then it was going to be mid mid May. Yeah, but they're still releasing it, right? It's not yeah, going to yeah. be like uh, no, it's not going to be cancelled. Uh, it will come out eventually, but it's, we just don't know when. It's yeah. like, you know, as devs, you you can't be together in an office at the moment. It's super hard to finish your game, or you know, mm. and also PlayStation, Sony has so much going on. You know, with the five coming, hopefully. Uh, yeah, know, I wouldn't be surprised if that gets delayed as well. Uh, and yeah. same with Xbox, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. So, it's like, uh, there's a lot of lot a lot of knock on here. So, I so think then, one of the, the good things is that those who uh, sell remote access services like Citrix and the like, God, they are going to be rolling in it after all of this. Because I'll tell you, developers typically, if you if you ask a common developer, right, who's got a job, they've got their machine in the office, they're doing that work, but whatever they use to kind of share files and keep the code, you know, together is tied to the office, a lot of that, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's very interesting to see the kind of places where this, uh, where, where this falters. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So yeah, I did play it. I did play it uh, at Gamescom. You, know, you remember Gamescom was like an event you could go to uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. with people, you know, with like 350,000 gamers at the same time. You, re you remember Oculus Connect? It was like a very mm -hmm. ancient event from the past where people would, you know, go with a plane, you know what a plane is? And they would go to California, you know, to to check out some VR with their best wow. friends. Sounds uh, amazing. Yeah, I know, right? But uh, yeah. you know, that's 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 something that that people don't do anymore. It's not possible. No. But uh, uh, well, Nathan can now run a history <laughs> yeah. class. We have yeah, Rowdy like, does science. Hey, Nathan's got history. You remember Pex? You know Pex? You know what that is? <laughs> it's like that that one place, you know, where you could play video games, mm. you know, physically. Yeah, with Justin Roiland. With Justin Roiland, exactly. You know, sitting next yeah. to him and give him a hand, a firm, you know, yeah. actual hand. You could feel his hand. You know, now it's like yeah, you do it's a high be a five. Six hour long episode. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, okay. But yes, Gamescom. So I played it at Gamescom. This is why we have to. This, this is, so is why we have to meet up behind the scenes to so stop this. 
to sorry, stop this. Sorry, I'm a little, <laughs> is... I'm a little depressed. Okay, but <laughs> this I, is what uh... we need to change. <laughs> so I did play it, and you know what Nathan I played. Nathan will be back. <laughs> that's the change sorry spoiler (laughs) that's what i said like under construction that means uh well good luck finding someone else that is more awesome than me but hey uh so i played it at gamescom (laughs) and uh, you know what screw it let's go to the next (laughs) so this this, was it was it was it good was it good or was it not it was very good it was very good and it's a shame it's delayed and now you can play this very good experience that i tried right now yeah, everyone's giving you Rip Nathy in the chat. Which, yeah, well, uh, they should. <laughs> pay, press F press to pay F. your respects. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So hopefully, hopefully, with all oh, this going on, the, uh, the the team at Camouflage at least can add a little bit more polish maybe to the game in the meantime. Fingers crossed. Um, You're a very yeah, positive ho- man. I appreciate that. I know, I know. But when we hear some more about the game, we'll obviously let you know. Um, but... Wow. That won't be in the next two weeks. Just oh, oh, I saw it in the upcoming year. Yeah. Well, okay. okay. So, so that on. is uh, PSVR, uh, Iron Man, delayed. Okay. Sad news. So yeah, well. sad news is over now. We're getting into happy news now. So <laughs> you enjoy this. Yay! It's actually a bit strange uh, because this week Oculus um, have stated that the original Oculus Rift CV1 is back in stock and back for sale, which is well, super hey, weird. Um, back from the dead. Back from yeah, the dead. it's super strange because we all know that obviously the Oculus Quest and Rift S have been out of stock since Christmas, and I'm sure like the pandemic has also delayed you know manufacturing since then because everything gets manufactured in China. Um, so yeah, we don't know when these headsets are going to be back in stock, but it seems like they're bringing back the CV1 just to deplete their old stocks and give give you something in the meantime if you're really waiting for a headset. Um, however, they have added a new feature to the website, by the way, now that if you're desperate for a Quest or a Rift S, that you can now press the notify me button. So you won't, um, so you'll get notified when they're back in stock and then you can buy one straight away instead of having to check in periodically to see if they're in okay. stock, which is so good. So refurbished means that I once had a Rift S. Or a they're not refurbished, sorry, a they're brand new. Then, oh, brand new. Yeah, okay. These are brand so, new. So they still this have is replacement stock, Nathan. This is, yeah, okay. uh, this is what they hold in case someone's CV1 breaks yeah, and they have okay. to give them one. Yeah, I thought that it was first that, you know, when something broke and then they keep it and then they're like, you know, here's like we fixed it and here's a... That's what I thought with refurbished, yeah. no. but okay, yeah. So I've got a question for you. For those of... Like, we've all got Rift S's, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we do. Have, yeah. have any of you ever gone back to the original CV1 after getting your Rift S? Yes. I yeah. No. Oh, you did. Yeah. How was it? No. It's 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 not easy. It's not an easy transition. No, it's, it's not. not a well. It's not a welcome transition. It no. feels quite. Um, I think the only benefit I would say is that the original CV one is still. Um, for me, it was a very uh, welcome fit. Yes. My, like my face and I like all the that. Like one. it. Like I really like it. It's not bling in any way. It's just a really simple like black faced headset. The cloth exterior felt nice. Um, if you use the audio, the audio was good. If it if it continued to work, um, I I like it. So I deployed it on a different machine and had my kids playing with it. I, I would use it on occasion as a result. But mm. stepping back from the Rift S, this is this is the whole point. It's the same with the DK2. I remember moving from a DK2 to the CV1 and being like, eh, it's not a huge jump. Like it was like twenty percent better if I had to put a number to it. Mm-hmm. And I remember the Rift S kind of being feeling similar. But when you go back the other way. 
It doesn't feel like this that at all. It feels thing, like right? it feels like fifty percent different. You know, right. like it feels like it's a much bigger jump. Yeah. yeah, and people are asking in the chat if the ten hertz difference is noticeable, but it's, I, I don't think it is at all. No. Um, and I, I would also say, you know, personally, I wouldn't go for this deal with a CV one uh, for three hundred bucks because it's three hundred bucks, and a Rift S is four hundred bucks. And I would say you're better off holding your money for a little bit longer and waiting for the stock to come in. I would say. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Like, when is the stock gonna come back? How how big is the stock gonna be? How long it will take before it's like completely gone again? Like, people, yeah. I think people are done waiting. Some people do. Like, I've I've seen someone say, you know what? I wanted to buy a Quest for two months now. Still can't buy it. I bought a PlayStation VR instead. So people go for Fair different enough. options yeah. because they're like, oh, I want to play in VR. So I just buy what's on the market and this is on the market. If, if that is the case, yes. But if you want the better experience, then I suggest the. Uh, the Rift S compared yeah, to but that's the, the thing. Rift. Like, how long do you want to wait? Dollar difference. But like the other yeah. thing is right. Like if you can't wait, right, or if you just want to get in and play VR, because right now a lot of people who aren't working or whatever, as you said, Mike, furloughed, 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 whatever. <laughs> Sounds like a doc or some professor of something. Um, <laughs> if you're that, then and you're stuck at home, like think about it this way: three hundred quid, right? Three hundred dollars. Sorry, buy a CV1, play with it for a couple of months, flog it on eBay. People are still going to be chewing up VR devices, yeah. right? When you can get access to the uh, to either a, a Quest or a Rift S, and then go for that. Like you'll you'll lose probably a hundred dollars, yeah, right? In, in that in that transition, which is not a lot of money to lose. And the thing I have to say, which I found horribly, remember last um, last time I was I, I mentioned that I was going to be playing um, uh, Space Channel Five. I have gone through a horrible cycle now, which is. These guys, uh, <laughs> for the audio listeners, I'm pulling up PlayStation Move controllers. They're both battery dead. What? They will not accept any charge. They are plonkers. How? Uh, you, you can buy replacement batteries, but I've found the, the current UK price of these things, 120 pounds for oh, yeah. a pair of yeah. Move. <laughs> and they were already high, but they're being driven even further because of where we are. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, now I'm like, okay, do I... Buy some replacement batteries, wait three weeks or four weeks for them to come to my house. What do I do? I'm stuck. It's so weird. There's not many games that don't use the moves. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, 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 I I do agree with Mike, you know, like, you know, may, maybe it's not so smart to buy a Rift that is quite ancient by now. Mm. But again, like looking at how things are getting postponed, everything from events to all kinds of, you don't know how long it's going to be, you know, and you like right now, people are bored. People want to you know, dive into VR. If this is their only option, it's not that bad, okay? Um, and if you're, let's say, getting into VR for the first time, you get this. Well, besides the USB hassle that you could maybe run into. Uh, <laughs> that is exactly what I was going to say. Besides that, um, it's still a great experience, I would say. Yeah. Uh, so USB hassle being run need, out of USB ports? Yeah, you need three well, And you need to extend them maybe and then hope it still yeah. works together. Well, a lot of uh, laptops don't. The thing I'm thinking, and, and, and sorry to I connect these laptops. two dots here, relatively cheap, decent quality headset, right? Now, uh, free premium account on... Pornhub for people lonely at home. When, oh, you know, yeah, if you're okay. stuck. <laughs> okay. So, or, or or poker or something. Something that doesn't require huge fidelity, like if you're not gaming it on a, on a top-end system. Yeah. There are other applications that would make a lot of sense for a $300 headset. What if you're stuck? going to be stuck in hospital yeah. and you have a laptop? The laptop USB thing is a definitely a problem. Check if you're going to run on a laptop. If, you, if you're going to go to a hospital, 
buy over the odds for a secondhand quest on eBay, you'll find one, but you'll pay more for it, but it'd be worth it for a hospital visit. Like, I wouldn't want to go anywhere without that. Uh, if I was going to hospital, I'd be taking that with me straight yeah. away. After so, uh, last but not least, talking about, you know, a blast from the past, because, I mean, CV1, you know, epic headset. I, I yeah. like, the thing I do not really miss are these controllers. First, when I, you know, got into the new, you know, touch controllers, yeah. I was like, yeah, this is kind of small. It's like a baby, baby controller for hobbits or something. Um, but I, I do like it if you now, you know, hold the old one. You're like, yeah, this one is quite heavy. Quite mm, heavy. It is this heavy. one is very nice and light. The only downside that I still think it has is that that magnet part just slips off if you get really, you know, into the game you're playing. But uh, besides that, yeah, no, um, I, I think a CV1 would be a good option. And I think it will hold its price. Uh, if you want to resell it. So yeah, uh, the risk is quite low. Like if you look at the market in terms of headsets, like almost every headset is is in demand. Even headsets where we would say like <laughs> these these headsets are not that great or these headsets are, you know, very old. There There is still so many people who want to buy it. True. I, I do think that the price is right for the, for the Oculus Rift, but only um, what I don't think is that the price for the Rift S is not right because the Rift S is so cheap. Um, I th I still think that you're better off spending a hundred dollars more and waiting for the time being because I think you'll have ultimately the better experience. Yeah, same. Yeah, I, I so would you mean just well. hold off? Is hold what off. You're yeah, wait. That, for that's Rift what S. I. That's if, if you would ask me, I, I prefer to hold off yeah. and maybe get a get a Quest instead and then like go for that experience rather than. No. Um, if you can. Going for the yeah, Quest, yeah, quest can, is yeah, still course. tough to find at the minute. I, I've still got a box TV1 sitting right here. It's under those headsets. There Never opened. Wow. Factory sealed. Break into Zim's house and steal it. There you go. There you go. Giveaway, please. Uh, Rift CV1 back in stock. Hey, Zim, please give away, please. <laughs> I, I, my parents won't give me headset. Can you please do well, giveaway? One million likes. Like, one million. Yeah. yeah. One million likes on this cool uh, show. Then uh, we, I, <laughs> someone, like, then someone has got to bought it and then he has to do the giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so next yeah. bit of news is about Half-Life Alex. like we mentioned at the beginning of the show no surprise but it's doing really well and the reception from the community not only just the VR community but the gaming community in general has been really really positive which is great to hear um, so yeah I've got some cool stats for you to share um, and these are taken from SteamDB so you can track loads of cool funky stats from SteamDB if you're interested mm. um, so on the day of release which was obviously the 23rd of March uh, it hit a record number of peak concurrent users playing VR all at the same time any guesses or stabs at what that number might have <laughs> yeah, been I tweeted it so. yeah, okay, so you're, you're <laughs> exempt, I, I don't know yeah, yeah. you're exempt was it a peak concurrent playing just this title? Just Half-Life Alex. yeah. It was uh, 43,000, right? And uh, this, the, You literally just read it from the news there. No, no, maybe. no, no, I know it. I, I, I know said it, it last 50, week. 50,000 was like uh, the total uh, on Steam VR, right? <sighs> These guys don't Sorry. know how to play you a don't know how to play. game This is all. another thing we're going to discuss next week. You know? I don't know where that... I was just going to guess that. <laughs> I was pretty far off. <laughs> well, I have to... You know, I can't make any guesses for the upcoming two weeks, so I'm just very yep. excited to join this whole <laughs> quiz, you know? Yeah. You want to you want to tell everyone the end of Jurassic Park as well? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I ruined it. This is why I'm not going to be a part of the podcast anymore because I ruin everything. Oh, this is why the podcast is so long. This is why everything has been so bad yeah. lately. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're right. It was forty three thousand. Next bit of news. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
43,000 concurrent users playing Half-Life Alex all at the same time on the day of release, which was pretty inc- incredible, really broke all records. Um, to put it into perspective, Beat Saber, for example, which is like super popular VR game, of course, uh, their peak concurrent players is just 4,470 in comparison. So, you know, ten Half-Life times. Alex hit 10 times over on the first day. Of course, that, that peak then- has significantly dropped since then. You know, now on average, mm-hmm. I think it's about 5,000 uh, peak Concurrent players, which is still per day. incredibly high. Yeah. Oh yeah, because still high. Beat Saber yeah. peak and concurrent per day is about two thousand. So, yeah. and I know that the highest peak that VR had before Half Life uh, was uh, Boneworks, with I believe eight thousand uh, peak off. Yeah, so that's pretty incredible, really. Pretty incredible stat. Um, it also topped um, games on Twitch as well, which is pretty amazing. Uh, it hit a peak that's total viewers of 300,000 on Twitch, uh, which actually that's tied with Call of Duty Warzone, which is amazing yeah. for a VR game to stand toe-to-toe with a game like that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's hard to do, uh, especially because I would say that um, Twitch and VR streaming has taken years to even warm up you know, for, for years, it was a desolate place, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, as cool as the hardware is, that combination and then streaming it, as opposed to pre-recording it and creating a video, has has, has been has waned for many years. And uh, it's good to see that kind of number. Them taking down front page is amazing. That's yeah. just like, and, and to be honest, hats off to Valve. They, uh, this is what quality VR does. Yeah. And, and, and yet we still don't have a VR category on, on Twitch. They still, no, they still yeah. dropped it. Don't even start right. me. Don't even start me. Get, my gets game. I'm gonna. Well, they, they did uh, post some clips. Oh, they did post some clips on their Twitter, you know, saying like, "Hey, these are the people that play Half-Life Alex. We like VR so much. We love it." Yeah, yeah because the and numbers they're just are the high. same big name gamers that we've seen play every other game that they share right. as well. If, if you look at the comments on the day, they were brutal. <laughs> Oh really? What well, on, uh, on yeah, Twitch? Yeah, people were ripping in into, into Twitch because why? Then tell me why did you remove the VR category if you like VR so mm. much? I think that well, was the top well, comment. Uh, good point. Like me, well, you know, my favorite platform. I'm super biased, of course. Uh, YouTube Mixer? has yeah, Mixer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Mixer. Bebo, Bebo video. <laughs> TikTok. Yeah. TikTok. Yeah. yeah so TikTok. <laughs> Every time I try to say something, he's just. No, but on, on YouTube they have like they have Half Life Alex, and when you so when you see someone play the game, uh, Zim, uh, you know Mike, Rowdy, me, whatever, you can click on that little you know icon of like this person is playing Half Life Alex, then you will go to this page where you have like an overview of live streams that people are doing, uh, uh, let's plays that people have been doing, reviews, uh, also ending material, uh, non commentaries, gameplay. They have it all. So. Oh. Uh, if you want to kind of, you know, look into the, the bigger picture, you can just go there. So that's kind of nice. Of course, then we're still seeing a lot of the big creators in there. Uh, but I've also Sorry, seen some VR so creators. This is on, on YouTube page. after yes. after you click yeah, the link. TikTok, so no. if, 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 you've, if you've tagged the game to be yeah. Half-Life Alex and someone clicks that box, it doesn't just take you to buy the game. No, it no, it never like takes you to buy the game. Yeah. I, never, I don't think I've ever clicked on that, so no, I'm no, it's like a, glad you're advertising this. It's like a bot that collects everything, and as I said, I've seen uh, a mix of creators in there, smaller creators, bigger ones, so it's nice to, to go in there nice. if you kind of want to get an overview. So compared to Twitch, YouTube does kind of know what's up, although, you know, live streaming on YouTube is also not the most... Uh, Exciting yeah, thing at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> cut their legs out. Uh, yeah, I, I've definitely noticed it as well. I know we noticed it with the show. I've yeah. noticed it as a as a live but, streamer. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm I'm kind of it's very interesting because I I still feel like there are very few reasonable platforms 
that can do VR well. I mean, aside from YouTube, like Mixer and Twitch don't seem to have much clout in that arena because they, as you said, uh, they don't have much that supports it mm. or, or, or supports seeing it. Mm-hmm. Like from categorization would be a simple way. Search discovery. Yeah. There isn't an easy way to kind of segment it as this new art form. Uh-huh. And actually Twitch did it very well for other cra- categories like creative. Like if you were an artist, they had a, a police, you know, worthy team of mods who and admins who would like cleanse that out if someone was miscategorizing. Why they never did that for VR mm. is okay, beyond I, me, I, and that's that's the biggest sin of this, I think this it, whole thing. It still has something to do, of course, with VR not being big enough, not interesting enough in terms of of of, yeah. of numbers and and, and things yeah. like that. If that becomes bigger, we're gonna see it more. It's not just Twitch; it's also YouTube. You know, we we all, even with this podcast, are floating in between yeah. all these other categories. VR is still struggling to push into. Uh, if you're yeah. talking about pure VR content. It's still yeah. struggling to get to, uh, well, the audience that it should be, you know? Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. And that's something that we need to optimize with this show. You know, exactly why, you know, we're going to be talking about that over the next coming weeks. Exactly. Because yeah. it, it doesn't have a category of its own on, on YouTube either. It just gets lumped in gaming or tech. Yeah. Um, and you get sort of swallowed in with that. So but, but, uh, There's a whole, like, microcosm within this. There's education, right? There's mm-hmm. entertainment. There's gaming. And it's like, they could very readily create this kind of second you know, dimension for us. The other thing is the way that you browse that content at the moment is pretty restricted. Obviously Mozilla and teams like that are still playing with like VR web browsers, but that's also the change of the web hasn't happened yet because again, it's not popular enough for us to be wearing headsets all the time. Mm. Yeah. But anyways, like talking about, you know, uh, numbers like uh, Half-Life Alex was also very well ranked on Metacritic. Um, and also of course, IGN gave it a great rating and other big websites. Yeah, so uh, IGN gave it a ten out of ten, yeah. uh, which is shit. Which did is they? yeah, which is yeah. which is incredible. <laughs> um, on Metacritic, it currently stands in second place as the top ranked game of this year so far uh, across all platforms. That's just not VR. That's across all gaming platforms. Um, so, which one is the what first else is one up there? there? Yeah. So Persona Five on PS4 is number one, uh, and then it's followed by Animal Crossing on Switch in number three. So really, really huge uh, (laughs) achievement, really, for a VR game uh, to have, you know, and it's had, what, 18,000 reviews on Steam, uh, overall overwhelmingly positive rating. Um, Yeah, but Valve controls Steam, so they couldn't pop those reviews. I don't think they're going to pop it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, some some amazing stats really in terms of the game. So I think you know uh, the reception that Valve has seen in this game will certainly encourage them to keep pushing forward. You know, I, I think they would have done it anyway, even if this game yeah. wasn't the huge success it is. But I think this will really encourage them to push even further. And like I said earlier on, I just can't wait to see what the the community does with this engine once yeah. Valve release it into the wild. If if I'm not mistaken, in the IGN interview, Gabe had said that they had essentially financial freedom within this Half Life. IP creation. Just generally, because Alex. they don't have any investors. They're completely self-funded as a company. Right, that was the point he made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Thanks. Yeah. So they, they can do whatever they want to do. Uh, they don't have they don't have like a, a board that they need to appease or you know release a game at a certain time to to hit the numbers. They they do it themselves, which so, is incredible. So, so thank you, thank you, who? Lord Gaben. Gaben. Yeah. Our Lord yeah. and Savior. May yeah. your frame rates be high I, and your temperatures low. Exactly. I, I'm going to give my uh, kind of <laughs> two-worded review of this game two so far. Word. I've only played 
Yeah, it's good. I wish I could it's do good. that. Great. <laughs> That's a good review. Thanks. Like like, the one thing I wanted to highlight on it is, um, and I, again, I haven't listened back to you guys last week because I'm super spoiler sensitive and I will continue <laughs> to be that way until I finish it. Um, but the, 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 it's the minor, minor details that Valve has done that I think is what really sings for it. So, like, I'll give you one example. Uh, the gloves and the pickup mechanic. Not having to bend to the ground and, and sidestepping in that same motion, um, fiddling with tracking at ground level across all those headsets. Very smart. Very smart. Mm-hmm. They didn't just focus on their hardware that maybe can track that fidelity. Some of the older headsets had problems, like the CV-1, I remember. If you had dropped a grenade or whatever and you went to grab it on the ground, you'd conflict the floor, the mapping wasn't quite mm-hmm. right. All those problems, they just got around. And they made the interaction with objects like as 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 uh, take as, as little energy as possible uh, in order and still made it feel fun. Mm. And, and it's those things that I think really make it a great game so far from what I've played. You have a hard time counting, don't you, Zim? What do you mean? Two words. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that was the, that was the tagline. <laughs> This, this, right, is, this is why we're never going to end this episode because two words <laughs> ends up in like 50 words. Anyway, so that is Half-Life Alex. Super amazing game. Done super well. Industry loves it. We love it. You should love it too. Next and last bit of news this week is about an application called Yule. Spell Y-U-R. We've Your. talked about this on the show briefly before. Um, and previously, Yule worked as an app on SideQuest. So you needed to side, uh, load the app and then it kind of overlaid in games such as Beat Saber and Pistol Whip, for example, tracked your calories burn and how many squats you've done and used a bit of sort of background algorithm to sort of work out roughly how many calories you've burnt without actually doing it properly. Um, pretty clever stuff. But now you don't need to use SideQuest, uh, which is awesome, as your has developed a purely digital, get this, fitness tracking watch. So it's a virtual fitness tracking watch, not a real one, a wow. virtual one. So when you That's look down... Cool. It's tied to your wrist, Whoa. as any Fitbit would be. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. So yep. when when did this news drop? Uh, now. No, no, but when when did they announce this? <laughs> because I saw uh, this, I saw this on April one. I saw it as well. I saw this on April one. No, no, no. This is official. This is official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's official. It came okay. out on um, the thirty first. Okay, as because I saw it on April one. I was like. Yeah, oh, no, no. sure. It came out, it came out on the, sorry, it came out on the thirtieth. It came out on the thirtieth. So Monday. But this is real. Like you're. you're this not is totally kidding. real. Okay, cool. No, totally real. Not kidding. Sure. So there isn't an iPhone like iWatch or watch whatever it's called app, Apple Watch app. No, it's there, only there is there is an Apple Watch app as well for this. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. yeah, because it, it integrates with your phone. So, mm-hmm. so let me tell you. So, um, so yeah, they've 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 got this digital, purely digital, uh, virtual reality fitness tracking watch. Okay, so right now it's only compatible with four games on Quest, um, which is O-Shape, Racket NX, Synth Riders, and Sorrento. But they're obviously looking to expand that. So they've actually, these developers have integrated uh, your into their game. So you select it from the menu, and then as long as you've got an account linked to it, it will start tracking your calories. And then if you've got uh, an account set up on your phone, those calories and your activity will be synced to your phone and you can then level up. So a bit like what we talked about box VR, where you can level up your character, similar concept with this, but you level up your watch. So there's actually your watch um, evolves. So, so that was in there before in the, in the header HUD. I understand the watch is a replacement 
option for the header HUD? Yeah, so the, the header HUD was just like a kind of an integration that they did unofficially, but this is their official version now. That was sort of like almost like a test phase. You can still use that, of course, but they really want to push the, the watch now because it's, it's a cleaner and smarter integration because it's tied to your wrist. And you, oh. already, you always know where your wrist is because you've got the controllers there, so it makes sense. That's nice. Um, yeah. That's uh, not platform specific. The reason I'm asking is in the in the beta options or alpha options experimental in Oculus Home, you have the ability of enabling a digital watch that appears on your wrist, shows you the time, that kind of thing. Uh, so I'm wondering about, I feel like the, the person who has like four watches, you know, it's right, like which one? Right. Uh, four watches. Is, is there going to be an overlapping issue here with that? I, I imagine there will Well, right be. now it only works with Quest. Um right now which doesn't have that yeah, yeah good point so they don't have the overlap yeah issue. so like i said you, you register an account download the mobile app which is free and then it's a nice way to uh keep active particularly now where we're on lockdown we can't actually go out and exercise <laughs> you know you've got these four games that you can play uh and and get some exercise in track your calories you know 45 minutes an hour each day a uh, nice little workout for you and the, and the fact you can level up as well and your watch actually evolves and they were very much inspired by half-life alex with this feature mm. um that it looks different when it levels up as well so so I that's think if cool. you hit concurrent days, that's how you yeah. level up your watch, uh, which is the interesting. The thing is, though, like BoxVR really nailed, for me personally, like they gamified the upgrade program. When you were leveling up, you were unlocking new weapons you could use in the game that you were then using in BoxVR. Like there was a reason there was bait on the end of the hook. Mm -hmm. If it's just sheerly level up and it just gets more difficult the higher you go, it becomes less and less and less rewarding. Mm -hmm. And that's the only thing I would say to your is consider what you can do that isn't necessarily just a digital achievement, like unlocking accessories for that watch or something that you can give back to the player to help incentivize them to continue to work out. Yeah. It yeah. would, it would be nice to have this in regular games. Because yeah, totally in every agree. VR game, as long as you play it properly, uh, it's yeah. a good workout. I think, I think right now, like... Um, I think the lineup is a little bit weak. I think they need some stronger uh, games in there. You know, Beat Saber they need, uh, Pistol Whip they need to be in there, Box VR, you know, uh, Thrill yeah, of the Fight. Yeah. You know, they're, they're four games that come off the top of my head that should definitely have support for this. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, I think launching without yeah. those almost is a bit of a mistake uh, because I think with those games already supported and delaying the launch would have been smarter for them. I would think it would have given them a bigger boost because yeah. I don't think it, there's many people talking about this right now, but I do think it's a really, really neat idea. And um, obviously the guy that, that developed this is uh, one of the original founders of Live. Um, uh, and then he moved on uh, and, and created this. So it's definitely interesting and uh, looking forward to see where it goes well, in the future for sure. I think Zim wants to have this in Airtone. An air tone. Yeah, yeah, that would be ideal to have it in air tone. Well, I don't know if I would delay uh, the Mikuni or whatever it's called or Hatsune, Hatsune, Hatsune Miku. Uh, yeah, yeah, virtual yeah the uh, yeah. virtual reality dancers. Yeah. yeah. Don't we don't need stat tracking in that. No. <laughs> just, just green green suits. Yeah. Um, but anyway so that is uh, your it's available now for free uh, check it out on Quest love to hear your feedback by the way if you do get to check it out um, good way to work out as well especially like I said in the I, system, I do so. think Mike has Some been using this for a while because look at his muscles you see that look I've seen an increase yeah. just show, yeah. show them show, show them flex yeah, so show. I do like my, my yeah, pec yeah. bounce your, your, your Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, moves yeah <laughs> I was I was dancing my pecs for you there. Wow. Um, so yeah, now uh, we're, we're an hour and 20 minutes into the show. We've only just got through the news. So uh, like I said, get, get some snacks. Uh, make sure you have a drink. You know. Uh, now it's time for releases with Zim. Um, I have no oh, idea what's God. going on with releases this yeah, week. So There's there's, uh, there's too many. Nothing. Uh, Next part. Is, is this going to be 10? 
you know. I'm catching up. Let's see. One, two, three, ten. Yeah, you no, got it, Mike. Not, Good job. There is not ten. <laughs> wow. There is not ten. There is end. not ten. There is. It's impossible. Enjoy, Mike. Enjoy. There, there is eleven. <laughs> there are ten. All right. Anyway, let's go. Yeah, also uh, first once, one. By Don't worry. I'm not talking in detail about all of them. Uh, first thing is a re-release on now coming to PSVR, Atex Cybernetic, which was on PC VR games. What? Um, uh, previously, and this is launching for twenty dollars, sixteen pounds. <gasps> it is. It's basically doomed. But this has been out um, for so it, long. It's been out for yeah, but now it's on PSVR. Now, but it's like uh, okay. Yeah, eh, it's it's you know. <laughs> uh, you know, games take time, and uh, actually, there's a few in the list. Like they do take time to transition platforms, particularly when you're down, 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 down sampling to uh, to PSVR. Oh, okay. Anyway, so Atex Cybernetic is a game that's going to put you in this like immersive nightmarish. As I said, it's very Doom esque if you if if you're not watching the the video. Um, and the premise is this: Rowdy VR is in your kitchen. What will you do? <laughs> the right answer is to get your guns out. Right. So. <laughs> Apparently, things didn't go so right in, in this uh, biologically enhanced future. There's a bunch of uh, creatures. You need to shoot them. You guys know how this goes. It's an FPS, right? So if you want to be an action hero, Atex Cybernetics is going to put you in the seat for that. Uh, and, and if you have dead move controllers, well, uh, like me, unfortunately, you're not going to be playing this, I don't think. So that was it. That's Atex. Have you guys played Atex on PC? I did. No one? Was this the one we tried to play uh, co-op? No. Not a mm. dead effect. Mm. No, oh, I have played this one. It's a single player, right? Single player. That's it's right. It's been a while. It's been a while. Any memories of it? Yeah, I think it's been almost two years. Uh, actually, it looked it looked very good. <laughs> That's all I know. I I I enjoyed it. It was it was very dark though. It was one of those games that you know, like the mm. Unreal Engine. Um, it looks a little bit like shiny, but then the lighting wasn't quite done right, and it makes it hard to work things out when you're in a dark room. That was one of the things I didn't like about it. Uh, but I did like the fact that it, if, if you didn't get enough from, like, Doom VFR, it's like a B-reel of Doom yeah, VFR. This is like classic VR experience where you have to run around with key cards and open stuff and shoot zombies yeah, while you're yeah, doing exactly. stuff. That's kind of what it comes it is. It's to. key cards, guns, <laughs> key shoot cards, shooter simulated. That's it. That's it. Uh, top quality. Okay, another one. Uh, PSVR, because our friends at PSVR are sad and missing content. So, um, <laughs> Final Assault, uh, Phaser Lock. Have uh, I've just launched this on the thirty first of March. PSVR, uh, quite steep price. Uh, twenty three pounds, twenty eight dollars. So, uh, like a cartoony version of Company of Heroes. Uh, Final Assault is an action packed. That's their words, not mine. World War II themed RTS, um, built from the ground up to capitalize on VR. Um, I would say it, it feels like lane-based uh, World War II combat, very cartoony, quite an arcade kind of experience, um, and it's you against another player. Uh, there is a battle in kind of 360 degrees around you. You have that like commander position over the battlefield. Again, I'm glad they're bringing it to, uh, to to PlayStation for people who who may be an RTS fan. We don't get a lot of RTSs, uh, so this real-time strategy will hopefully feed your need for flak and dynamic fog. That's nice. nice. You guys play this? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, we, we talked about it a little bit last week, uh, about uh, since there was a championship about it. Um, oh, okay, yeah. With uh, K-Lap and uh, Brad Lynch, Kaz and Cherry were in there. So, uh, I mean, it's a great game. It's just, it's hard to be good at. Uh, very good. Um, 
Okie dokie. So, uh, next up, we've got uh, Lies Beneath, uh, which is interesting because it's a two-part release structure. Uh, some of you have been playing this already, and um, that one obviously launched on, on Quest 31st of March, but it's also coming a bit later to Rift. So for those who haven't got a Quest, Rift is going to get this on the 14th of April. Yeah. I'm actually really keen to see how it does the transition to PC. Um, mm -hmm. It's a it's a cell shaded -y type game, survival horror. A lot of you have probably seen this. As I said, there's been a lot of people uh, talking about it because of its kind of odd style. Um, I'm about a hour and a half into it myself. Um, you guys have any thoughts on Lies Beneath? I'm not a massive fan. No. Um, yeah. How much how much did you play of it? I'm kind of curious. It does very much feel like mixed reviews from what I'm hearing. From some people love it, some people really not liking it. I think the people that love it haven't necessarily been in VR maybe that long. For for those of us that have been here for a long, long time, it feels like something we've seen before over and over again. Um, yeah. And I think I, I touched on this last week where we said that I expected more from Drifter as well because I really enjoyed Gunheart. Um, this just feels very safe. For a game, yeah, I like the art style. I think that's the only thing I do like, though, uh, out of this mm -hmm. one. Um, maybe it does get better, but um, forty-five yeah. minutes in, I was always like, I already—I felt like I'd seen everything the game had to offer, and I don't think yeah. that the Rift version is going to get a visual upgrade. I think it's just going to be a straight port of the Quest version. I, that's I, just I, my guess, though. I think the the positive here is that you know Drifter was able to you know work with Oculus to make this game for them. I think uh, Facebook came up with the idea to make a game about this uh, you know about this comical style with you know zombies and everything. Because usually, if studios work together, you know Oculus comes with the script and then the yeah. development studio makes it for them. Um, and and I'm saying positive because for uh, Drifter. They have now, you know, uh, funds again to, you know, do other stuff because Gunheart, amazing game, great game uh, still. Uh, if you're, you know, into, uh, you know, let's say an RPG with aliens and stuff, it's, it's freaking epic. And uh, um, so, so with that money, they can, you know, improve their own stuff. But I feel like if Drifter has to work for a Facebook and also they worked with HTC, they can't really... Uh, you know, show their full potential. And with this one, it's the same deal, you know. Even the gunplay, I was like, I, I know better from Drifter, but I don't blame Drifter for this game being not that great. Yeah. It's like the plans that they have to work with to make this, I, I don't know. I wonder if you guys felt the same way I did about it, in that, um, like, the trailer for me sold it as very much a comic book experience. Yeah. And I did not find, I've done VR comic books before, short things like uh, student demos and stuff, mm. but I didn't find that that really was imbued very uh, deeply in the first, like you had it right out the gates with the intro and then that kind of fizzles away. And I, I get, I'm an hour and a half in, but I, what I've heard from people who've played through the full length of the game is that it gets better as you go in the story in terms of the, the detail but like you i felt a little disappointed in the vr elements yeah. of the game like if you right. if you think about it like people are saying like oh this is like um silent hill or resident evil it's nothing like resident evil <laughs> you know if, if, you can't even yeah. compare resident evil 7 to this game and that's that's the frustrating thing and that game came out how many years ago and mm -hmm. and that's my my bugbear with this is that there's nothing new or innovating about this game whatsoever. I don't think in my mind, for, certainly from what I've seen, you know the puzzles. You're you're just grabbing a hook and putting it on a, on a thing. It's like, come on, guys, seriously. Like, it's just I don't know. I felt like you you don't even mm -hmm. reload your gun 
you just well, you you pick up ammo and you just you can put it over the gun or you can put it over your body and it reloads it yourself. And it's like yeah. I I feel like we've we've passed this point, but I understand that people are enjoying it. But I do get the feeling that the people that are enjoying it maybe haven't experienced maybe Resident Evil in VR or maybe Half Life Alex yeah. in VR to understand what, what could be. What possible. It felt more like to me was uh, Here They Lie. Did you guys play Here They Lie on PSVR? Because yeah. that that but also I, came I with that was a it, big fan of it, that. It came with like a real. A lot of people had a negative reception to that. Yeah. I didn't because I I liked it. It was more like one of these walking poetry, just odd <laughs> VR yeah, games yeah. that. At launch of PSVR, it was like, wow, they're coming out the gates with something like this. It felt like a David Lynch film. Mm. Um, so I, I, I like when developers, like, you know, take risks. And mm. um, this one doesn't feel like risk-taking mm. as much. It feels like a like they went halfway there. Mm. Like they went halfway oh. with the risks and halfway with the so far. And I can only judge it from what I've seen. Um, and there are going to be people who really have liked it and are very vehement in that view. But mm-hmm. for me right now, it's kind of like very meh. I haven't in- I haven't tried it yet myself, but uh, I see that the chat is a little bit uh, on, on, on the fence about this one. There's some people yeah. saying that uh, they really liked it and uh, other people saying that uh, it's not really the... Uh, the yeah. The, the best one out and, there, but uh, I see that the um, what was it now? It was uh, Paradise DK who said that Mike and Nathy might have the Alex effect, yeah, <laughs> causing <laughs> other games to be, uh, I, I, be less popular. I, I think that I think that I think for me myself, I think the the most popular part was the was the art style. You know, I I, I said it last time as well. I think yeah. it it looked very much like thirteen. I think that is where like the yeah. innovative part comes from. Yeah, but if if it then doesn't really play yeah, like no. a comic book, like, then it's it, a little bit like. Yeah, what is really new there? Yeah, you can't like you yeah. can't build a game just on the art style and then that's it and go play the rest. Well, you know, you, like as Zim said, you, can, you could have it needs to be, used it needs the, to be very different. Yeah, but you could have yeah, as Zim said, like the the comic experience. There, there are so many awesome things you can do with that. You know, if you brainstorm yeah. about that and think about, then it could have been great. So still, the comic thing has a lot of potential. Um, but as Mike said, it has like based on what the responses have been so far, it's. It's, it's all about how long have you been in VR? Uh, what have you played so far? What did you spend your money on that you like, that you didn't like, uh, things like that. But for me personally, this was a game that didn't have to exist in the first place. Maybe if they put some more work into it and they uh, wrote a good script and, 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 and you know, gameplay that is really innovative. Um, but yeah, they could have used that money to make something better. Uh, I, I gotta give them one, one uh, little badge of honor, uh, which is, I got to a segment that had both me and my wife uh, scream out loud. Both of us. She was halfway across the room. Um, so it, there are bits in it that are scary. Mm. And uh, that one actually had me hurt myself a little bit. Um, so fair enough. You guys did catch me off guard. And I hope there's more surprises like that the further I play into the game. I will be playing more and I'll let you guys yeah. know what I think. Yeah. Well, um, so that- to be fair, like uh, looking at the reviews on, uh, on Oculus, you know, it's got a 90% five star rating. So people are loving it. People, yeah, people yeah, are liking it, but I, I, I don't know. For me, I just couldn't click with this game. Um, but there was and, the, and the reviews for, yeah. for example, Death Lab were also super high. Uh, it, it's like, you know, the Quest community has a certain, you know, a standard to that, <laughs> to what they want to play. But also, you know, some people own a Quest since launch day and then other people just own it for two months and they love everything they have been playing. I do yeah, feel like, yeah. uh, you know, talk from experience for, you know, the last couple of years, I'm, I'm, for example, if you, you know, give me a wave-based shooter to play, I'm like, 
I don't know, like I, I'm not that interested anymore. So it wears down on you certain genres, but if they're, as Mike said, if, so, if something is innovative, it's worth going back to that. So if a wave-based shooter has a total new vibe to it, yeah, I'm mm. down. I'm totally oh down. Oh my God. I have a feeling we're gonna fight over this, but why <laughs> did you just mention Abzu, uh, Rowdy and chat? I'm curious. But, but No, because there were people mentioning about, uh, like you can't make a game with an art style, but I think there are other games that have, uh, in the flat genre, like succeeded in doing that, and I think Journey and Abzu are two examples of that. And I like think riding. Ori in the Blind Forest also very comes close, even though they have good game mechanics. It's the art style that draws you in and and makes the entire experience. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'll move on from this this thing here. God, <laughs> this one's gotten divisive. Wow. I wasn't really expecting Lies Beneath to, mm-hmm. to split us so much, but um, I I feel like as well, it's going to be like a, a, some other games where. Uh, as you go through it, your opinion can evolve. Yeah, so I'll, I'll you, definitely give it another shot. I'll definitely it. give it another shot. I, you know, I, I There's some get... people saying that it gets better down yeah. the line, so maybe the story... I mean, I, I, like I said, I haven't tried it yet, but yeah. maybe the story is but good on, enough. On, to, on the other side, it's good that this podcast echoes a different message because we're, you know, we're very honest about every game we have played, and this yeah. is kind of the status. And, you know, of course, you should be finishing a, uh, an entire game to you know give your final verdict on it. I totally agree. Um but that's, that's why but you listen to this show, because important. the thing is, I've seen so many news outlets say that this game is, you know, a, a truly, you know, a, epic piece of, it's an okay game. Yeah, yeah. So I, it's, it's a very good point that you make, Nathan. I, I think the um, only thing I'll add to that is uh, I, I think that gamers should be allowed to bail on a game they don't enjoy. I, I certainly went through a period of my life when I was like, I have to 100% a game in order to, you know what I mean? Like, give it its give it its dues. Some games are just too long in the tooth. Yeah. And it doesn't matter yeah. if the game's like 100 hours or yeah. two hours. If you're not having fun <laughs> or experiencing something new, why are you playing the game? Just bail, right? Don't don't have this guilt. As trip. you said, and, uh, some of them have like a great start. Others are getting better later down the road. And it's it's you, you know, the gamer that decides how long do I want to put myself through it? Does it do I give it another chance or not? Exactly. And speaking of problems, let's go to the next one. <laughs> okay. Which, which is a a giant problem. All right, a it's a PC problem. VR game. Ten dollars, uh, seven pounds. By Critical Charm, released on the 1st of April. Hard to take this one seriously. Um, this is, I can I can best describe it as an early access masher basher, if that was the genre. So the tagline for this one is, smash bash and mash away your enemies as a giant set on defending a village under siege. Command troops, sling magic, rebuild your defenses. It's essentially a tower defense game where you're the tower with a big club and a bit of magic. Uh, there are a bunch of goblins trying to steal your gold. You stop them. This is one of those, uh, you know, <laughs> lo-fi games for somebody looking to take out a bit of angst. I'm, I've got nothing more to say about this one. Uh, they're reminding people to wash their hands, uh, which is obviously capitalizing on the current circumstance. Uh, but, you know, it is it is what it is. I think it's a very simple uh, style game. It is one of the few things coming out this week. And I have a few others that I'm going to touch on, but uh, this one I think we shall spend no further. Yeah, it looks a little bit like something that was developed in like a game jam or something. Yeah, it does. I, I would say it has a bit more polish than a game jam title, but I agree with you. I've seen, but probably thirty titles of that pretty much that. If same it was game rowdy, then it would have had yeah. a banana gum. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. It does look like that game that we that we covered. Yeah, exactly. Two weeks ago, right? Sharks and the uh, yeah. and the red heels. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was that, that that was awesome. So another one we've got. Uh, I'm gonna just list a couple of games here and run the trailer for uh, Automobilista Two, which uh, Mike uh, gave me a heads up to, which is another racing title. So this one again, along the lines of like Project Cars, instead of Corsa, is a racing sim. Um, now I'm not gonna go into much detail for these next couple of games. I'm literally just gonna rattle through because we've got, uh, as I said, kind of like six that are coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks uh, that you should look out for. Well. We were off um, retooling. So uh, this one's this one was out on the 31st of March. It's available. Again, kind of mixed reviews on it. Uh, there's Grip Combat Racing, which added VR support and dropped that out, uh, which is kind of like a Wipeout-style game or the game Distance, another racing title. That dropped on the 1st of April. Uh, if you haven't seen their, uh, their little trailer for the game, uh, do it. Shows a guy vomiting all over the place. Lots of people were taking the piss out of VR on the back of that one. <laughs> Um, form, uh, some of you have played and liked form. I remember Mike liking form. I loved um, form, yeah. Is dropping, it's a, it's a kind of a short, uh, very eclectic kind of puzzle game. Wait, is form that um, one where you go to that mansion? No, that's Torn. No. Oh, Torn. Yeah, you're thinking Torn. <laughs> yeah. Torn v Form. Oh, Form is with uh, the electricity and the... And yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, weird. it's a weird one with, with like gates and stuff. Torn and Form, um, okay. So Form is, has a PSVR release coming on the 7th of April, so that's a couple of days away. We've got Virtual Battlegrounds, which some of you have been playing the alpha of. Um, that's dropping for PSVR on the 8th of April. Iron Lights, which I really liked by E. McNeil. It's a battling uh, kind of sword-based brawler on Quest and PC VR on the 9th of April. So that's coming up. That one definitely gives my thumbs up. Uh, Iron Lights is the name. And then, as I mentioned earlier, Lies Beneath dropping on the Rift on the 14th of April. So hopefully, with that little list, you will be able to uh, tide yourself over for the next week or so. And we'll catch you up. When we come back. So Lies Beneath is like cross-platform too, right? Uh, is cro- when you say cross-platform, uh, what sorry, do you cross mean by, by that? You mean cross-buy? Cross-buy. Cross-buy. Uh, I, I don't have information about that. I think that, people actually. in the chat were know. saying it was. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Indeed. That's good people if it is. Chat confirmed that it is. Nice. Yeah. That's great because that means you can buy you, you buy you bought it on Quest and now you can go check it out because it would have been kind of dodgy of them to launch it on Quest then be like, uh, yeah, <laughs> here, here, <laughs> now, now, now it's on PC. Buy it again. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I like when devs do that. Uh, I wouldn't say all devs do that. They don't all choose, but uh, they need to be, be a, a well-appreciated decision. And I think there's probably not a huge amount of people playing across two different platforms, your game end-to-end. So really, you know, what is it's it? It's for the people that upgrade to the next generation VR headset. There's still enough coming out. I, I wonder if we're going to end up seeing, like, uh, Mike, what we're going to transition shortly to in, in, in the main. Um, I wonder if we're going to see an interruption. Uh, in the flow of VR games coming out. Mm. And will that, you know, hit us three months from now, six months from now? Yeah, we when are will. we going to feel that drought? Yeah. You know, I kind of feel like it's it's got to happen. Mm. Yeah. But we'll keep an eye for it. And again, keep telling you about the uh, best things that are landing and some of the worst. Okay, cool. Well, let's let's get into it then. Let's, uh, let's, let's discuss it. Because obviously we know that there is this global pandemic going on right now. It's affecting our lives all of us, you know, everyone is affected by this. Uh, no one's left untouched. Uh, of course, we don't know the full extent of 
you know, what effect the virus will have in terms of the VR industry, because we're far from this thing being over. Uh, but let's talk about what we've seen so far and maybe our predictions for the future. So uh, the obvious things we've seen so far are events being cancelled. You know, there's a lot of gaming and tech events uh, where VR uh, had the potential to, you know, show off what it was all about. Uh, as we've said many times before, VR is really important to uh, you know, trying it for themselves is really important to convert people that are like non-believers in the technology. And events is kind of one of those places where people get to try it for the first time. Um, so that's a bit of a shame, you know, obviously these events being locked down because of the pandemic, which is totally understandable, of course, keeping people safe is the number one priority. But that is one big impact I think the industry is going to have over the next sort of, sort of few, I, few months. I, I do find it strange since I, I, I would think that like if there's one technology that could like kind of like you know, make their mark in this kind of thing, it would be virtual reality because it has the potential of bringing people close while still keeping that distance. So I would have assumed companies, VR companies, more to like try and capitalize on this. I know Big Screen has been doing that uh, very well, I think. Um, but I, I, I just assumed more virtual reality companies to like kind of step up yeah. and uh, try to like... Make their mark it's, more. It's, there are others probably right. who did it as well, but it's, uh, it's simply they just don't know, and they get recommended other stuff. For example, Zoom is super popular now. Everyone talks yeah. about Zoom. People don't talk about VR. Uh, it, it, it's it's just what you know, as you said, like what gets marketed better. You know, if if you make uh, you know apps now that can help you to you know work from home. Um, then you should be marketing that on LinkedIn, for example, and talk more about that and get into the like mainstream. But yeah, as you say, it's but it's hard. Like, where do you start? Like, Zoom yeah. is like the main thing now. Like, I That's constantly hear Zoom. You've got to have an established platform. You can't just make it out of scratch no. at this they, point. They are, but we, we, they we are all know established. we saw, we saw at OC6 that Facebook was working on uh, a conference uh, on the a sort of conference call in virtual reality as well to have your work environment in mm. VR. So yeah. I kind of assumed to like, you know, that they would like capitalize on that opportunity a bit more. I'm sure we will. Uh, I'm sure we will see that. Um, but in terms of like the actual effect that it's had, you know, like events obviously been a big one. Yeah. Um, manufacturing, I would say, is another big one. Obviously, as we know, we discussed earlier, headsets have been out of stock since Christmas. This has heavily impacted the manufacturing process because yeah. all the manufacturing is done in China. Um, although they're starting to slowly go back now, although I think, you know, it'll still be heavily impacted for months and months to come. Um, but like you said, you know, the one good thing that might come out of this is that the whole world recognizes the value that VR has in terms of connecting people where you don't actually physically have to be with each other. You know, you can have that amazing social interaction. You know, you can actually go and hang out in a pub right now, which you can't do in the real world. But you could go into VR chat and go to the great, the great yeah. pub and, and chill out and, and the great pub <laughs> and, and, and hang out. There's going to be, like, we're already seeing the casualties of this. And I think that, unfortunately, brick-and-mortar shops, which were already kind of pulling out of showing VR headsets, I bet they are gone now, the majority of them, because of this. Because it's like that whole, oh, I'm just going to wipe down a surface. I mean, VR has a problem, and VR arcades have a problem here. Mm -hmm. um, you're probably, yeah, again, if I was to approach a VR arcade as someone who doesn't, Play VR. Say I'm a mom with two kids who wanted to go do it. What are you going to say? You're probably going to say, no way, Jose. Sorry, we're not going in there because you could catch the bug. Yeah. You know, I think it's going to be traumatic for VR arcades, possibly for brick and mortar sales like Best Buys uh, of VR. Now, they weren't really 
they weren't they weren't showing them off. Some Microsoft stores were still showing off Windows Mixed Reality last we were all in the states, um, but I think that yeah. that will end up taking a hit because people will uh, well, even not want to be even the, a proponent to spread even the aftermath. Things. You know, people will be scared for for the next thing to come, yes. and will be like, yes. oh, you yeah. know, arcades and stuff. Yeah, I don't know about that, or certain stories that will maybe rise. You know, where mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, but arcades. I'm not, I'm not entirely convinced on that. Um, I mean, we've had. I mean, the, the virus has been around for quite a while, and we've had outbreaks. Uh, maybe, maybe not on this scale, uh, as this is a global pandemic. But this is still, like, I don't know. Like, I'm still of the opinion that people are forgettable in this kind of thing. And we had a massive flu outbreak in 2009. Yeah. Um, and if if you see the lessons that were learned from that, it's it's not that much if you see now yeah. what a lot of the response has been. Mm. So, like, if you give it enough time, I mm. still think that people will forget and yeah. that that of course the impact of that initially, yes, but in the long run, no. But that, that's the, the thing, run, like no. with the internet, you know, being so much more present, uh, the reputation of this whole virus is so huge, mm. almost it's scarier it good, than it though. actually I, is. It's like crazy what you can, you know, how deep you can go by just Googling stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that's one of the reasons why I think the aftermath is pretty, because the news will just keep writing stuff, even when things are maybe getting better. Um, and with arcades, if we're talking about VR arcades, like I would love, to, you know what I would love to do if, if, I don't know when things are going to get better, but when I am able to travel again, I will definitely do it, you know? Um, and I would love to, just, uh, you know, see what the impact has been after all of this and see, okay, what arcades are still around? Are they still, and what are they doing now? Or, because, you know, the last arcade I went to was the VR zone and it just opened in January, brand oh, new. Jesus. You know, the Japanese uh, folks mm. had invested a lot of money into it, looked great. They were still kind of like, is this gonna work? Hopefully, because the spot they were in was not the busiest, you know, place in, in uh, Beijing, but now, it's like they didn't even have a chance in the first place to yeah, even, you know, the moment they opened, there were already reports. So I, I'm, I'm curious, not only in China, but also arcades in the UK, in, in my own uh, country, in, of course, America, yes. like America yeah. as well, all these arcades. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I personally think there are places where you are far more exposed than in uh, a VR arcade. Mm. Um, oh, sure. if, if you think about football stadiums, if you think about concert halls, yeah. uh, I think all of those like locations are far more dangerous than the amount of people that even go through a VR arcade. And if you wipe down the surface, I, 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 I personally th- still think that you're fairly safe. Of course, in the back of your mind, you're always That's thinking, it. you know, you see someone coughing on the street and you go like, oh, dang, like, uh, should I really be walking around here? But at the yeah. same time, like, I, I don't see a, a VR arcade or any kind of arcade as like an increased risk of like getting getting exposed to this virus. But it, it's again, so. it's that like net impression mm. of the, the yeah. average Joe on the street. Yeah. Uh, and what are they going to do? Because that's the vote with their wallet. And that's my concern isn't isn't about the the actual risk. It's about the perceived risk yeah. mm-hmm. and, and yeah. that overwhelming the decision that they're going to make and that having an impact on the business is the same thing that we saw with back in toilet paper, right? Only because it went like crazy on social media that that has continued to be a problem yeah. for like 
weeks trailing afterwards. There's a reason why I hate people, you know. I think I think yeah. the, the thing for me is is the effect on the economy. Like the global economy will, yeah. is is going to have yeah. a huge impact. And the problem is, you Already. know, VR is a very uh, is a is a niche product, and um, you know, it, yeah. it's an expensive gamble if you've never tried it before. And I think people are going to be way more careful with their yeah. money. Yeah. And I think that's the problem we'll see is trying to convince these people to part with their hard-earned cash to to buy these devices when a lot of people are unemployed uh, or out of work because of this. And yeah. I think that's yeah, probably my biggest worry. worry. Is also going yeah. to take a hit yeah. because and people who don't see it yet, you know, businesses are losing their revenue now. Mm. That will very quickly turn into oh, I can't keep 700 people in my team. I need to cut that back to 400. I can't run on any more than that right now on what I'm earning. You know, so the loss of jobs, we've already seen, I, I've known people, uh, there's people in our industry and in our environment that have already been affected. But that trail is still, that, that trail of impact is still coming. That's yeah. the aftershock that I think is still uh, relatively and, and, unmeasured. And, and, and Again, I'm going to disagree a little bit. <laughs> uh, simply for the reason that... Um, to put it really crudely, I, I watched an economist on, on the news recently as well, and he had a similar opinion on this. And he said a lot of these companies are, to say really crude, are replaceable. There's someone else who will step up to that opportunity to make his own company, to start with his own kind of thing. A lot of these companies, even though they employ a lot of people, these people that are employed are likely to be hired by new companies that have new investments, have new new funding available, mm -hmm. rather than the ones that went eventually bankrupt. Let's but, say. But let's, the problem is that doesn't that. happen overnight. At, no, of course not. But the the damage on the short term is is already there. We're already seeing these effects because a lot of people are getting unemployed, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of business going out of business. So on the short term, that will definitely have effect, and it will slow everything down. But I don't see it as personally that. Uh, it will cause the VR market to collapse. I, I don't see something like that happening. I think that it's already too strong of a of a market in itself that if, for example, a certain VR business cancels, smaller one, that someone else will rise up to that opportunity after everything has settled down. Yeah, I don't think anything will ever collapse. I just think that people will just be more careful, particularly those new to the industry, you know. Um. Because it's an it's, it's like an accessory, isn't it? You know, it's like a, you know, you've got a gaming PC. It's kind of like an ex a very expensive but awesome accessory. But I, I just can't see people, especially if they've been laid off, parting with their cash. Well, Although you never know. Sports. Like this is how the, this is how Ready is, Player One all came about, situation. wasn't it? it was because <laughs> the world was such a shitty place that the people had to go to the virtual world. Yeah, so maybe yeah, it will spur people to flood out and buy headsets yeah, that they can't buy right now. I, I think um, I think it's 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 not only the pandemic right now, but it was also the, that period right before this all went down. You know, like between like December and January, where VR was finally having a peak, but then there weren't enough headsets that could yeah. be made. And then there was this high demand. The moment they were starting to, you know, uh, you know, get all those headsets to people, that's where everything happened. So VR has had a even longer run from even mm. last year with this even, you know, in between now that, yeah. you know, people had the money, but then they couldn't buy. Now they're gonna spend their money on something else. So a lot of potential Customers I'm that were curious. Are, are you guys seeing any uh, any differences in terms of like footfall and in, in VR games and social apps I, that you use? So, anything like so that? So what I've seen personally, because you know Mike, Mike and I are you know full time uh, on YouTube. I've seen uh, a decrease in interest uh, in VR on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, because mm. people, of course, you know, are checking the news every day for the whole pandemic stuff. 
Um, it's it's just you know there is a suddenly it's not a disbalance. It's just the things change. So this is kind of the standard now. But yeah, yeah I've seen like uh, like people getting less interested in VR. I think people's priorities have changed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think you know, like I spoke to uh, um, Andreas from Fast Travel Games the other day, and he d- he did say yeah. that they've seen a, an increase in sales though as a result of it because people are buying more yeah. more ga- more games because they're staying at home, of course. And you know, gaming and entertainment has seemed to have a big spike because that's all we can really do right now. So that's kind of understandable. Yeah. But it's yeah. it's difficult when you can't get hold of the hardware though. <laughs> I f- I feel bad for the Netflix support team because they must be getting hammered right now. Anyone with a problem getting their Netflix gets a phone call from them. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. it's such an interesting time, though, because these dynamics, the way they play out, it's very much plus minus. Like someone's taking a hit and someone else is kind of getting the windfall. Mm -hmm. Um, And you you do see that. But I think the people, as you said... Are looking back to and look up, look this up, this diagram, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like it's very much about like focusing on the basic survival stuff. Are the people around you okay? Yeah. Well, for a time period, and then there will be a time period where we stabilize. But uh, the lasting effects are kind of what concern me more. Rowdy, to your point, um, I I don't necessarily see VR at risk. Right. If we just look at the VR, I tend to look at the, the global situation with this thing. Yeah. But if we just focus on VR for a moment and just think, like, what's the effect on on VR as a technology? Will it still have wings two years from now? I don't I think we will recover and continue. Yeah, on the track absolutely. We I don't think VR is going to go anywhere. It's just going to it's just going to it's going to slow things down, I think, for a little while. Yeah, that's I all. think so, too. And yeah. I think the thing is, like, like this is going to cost everyone money. Yeah. Like, Everyone, whether you have a job, whether you lose your job, it's going to cost everyone ultimately money to recover from this. And I think that that is bad enough in, a, in, a, in one way. Uh, but it isn't in such a way that this is a situation that we won't be able to recover from as the VR industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's the point yeah. that I'm trying to get across. So that's good. So something that I wanted to like, you know, throw in the conversation is that um, so like, as I said, you know, uh, Gamescom. PAX, Oculus Connect, Tokyo Game Show, uh, E3, etc. Yeah. Um, now they're not going to happen this year uh, for a good reason. Um, some of them are going digital. Very interested what that's going to be like. You know, uh, I think we're going to see some innovation on on that you know field too. But uh, do you guys think for the VR industry in particular, it's it's are these events that important or not at this moment in time Good like question. of course as we said we're, yeah. we will recover from it but how bad is it that yeah. there is no oculus that, Connect, that brings that me back no... to, the, to the initial thing that i said i think if those game shows don't happen that someone else would jump to that opportunity because people still want to come together mm. they still want to they still want to have like you see that with comic cons like you yeah. see people coming together for sharing a passion and I think if E3 from now on says we're not doing it anymore, that there will be maybe a dozen uh, lining up to take the place of E3 because there's a lot of money involved as well. Rowdy, you're right. And we have to ask ourselves the question, right? Did AIDS stop Woodstock? No. People still got together, still made love in the fields or whatever. This is what's going to happen. As you said, people are going to forget the risk and eventually it's not going to look so scary and they're just going to get back together and they're going to remember the fun times they have with their friends and we could be in this situation again in 10 years, actually. I just <laughs> you know? hope that lessons are learned from this and mm. that 
I think certain it, steps are taken. And maybe there are certain things in our because uh, I, I see it as well, like the handshaking. I see it as a problem going towards the towards mm. the future, but it's so integrated in our Western yeah. culture. Well, if you look yeah. at like the Asian culture, there's far more social distancing already present there. Uh, so maybe there are steps that we can undertake as a, as a as a population mm. that we could like push forward now, remembering these times, learn something from this, and actually push that forward. Yeah. I do think it will drive it will drive more uh, co-working virtual spaces and virtual collaborations and stuff like that, schooling potentially. It will drive those technologies into the forefront, I think, which is great. Yeah. Uh, but I think it will be some time until we start really seeing the, the benefit of that. Um, but whilst on the subject of apps that can help us out, maybe Nathie can share some of the, the social sort of apps that you can go and check out in VR and sort of get you past these kind of difficult times where, you know, you can't go out and visit your friends and family, but you can legitimately do this in VR and have that feeling of presence and being around people. So yeah, go ahead, dude. Yeah. So, um, so not that long ago, uh, Ben Lang from road to VR, uh, he made an article about, you know, what apps can you use to, you know, work from home or be social at home or, you know, just, just everything, uh, uh, from, you know, uh, you know, the industrial part of, of, you know, working to, just, you know, chilling with your friends. Um, and um, yeah, so he made this like long list. I just picked like a few that I think are the most interesting ones. Um, and um, so in this list, I'm just gonna start with uh, social VR platforms uh, where you can, let's say, go to a podcast like this one, but then it's in VR, for example, or where you, you can listen to someone doing comedy or you have a karaoke party, or you're you're having yoga lessons together. Uh, like the possibilities are pretty much endless. Um, and there are a few apps that you know do this kind of stuff. The first one is of course Altspace VR. It's a classic. Uh, it's it's quite old. Um, we have been talking about this platform before, where we thought that you know Microsoft could do more with it, uh, and they still should. Um, but because of it being, uh, you know, a cross-platform and always possible, it, it still is very high up in that list. Because if you have, um, let's say, an Oculus Rift, or you have a Valve Index uh, on PC, then you can jump into this app. But if you have a mobile VR headset, like an Oculus Quest or a Go even, you can also jump in. So everyone can come together. The only platform that is excluded, sadly, mm -hmm. is PlayStation VR, uh, but besides that, almost every headset I know of, except for the 3D hat, works with this uh, platform. Uh, and and this and, and the community uh, on Altspace is great. You know, you have uh, uh, the opportunity to host your own events. If you want to talk about something in front of an audience, you can. You just you know go to their website, you make an event, and then you schedule it for later. Like for example, we as the podcast had a party, awesome party with with you know all kinds of people. Um, so yeah, you have the opportunity to to just be creative, talk about a subject. You know, maybe you could give history lessons, or uh, as I said, do yoga with other people, or karaoke. Uh, you know, the, the 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 list is endless. So yeah, uh, Altspace is definitely the 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 top one I would recommend. But there are more. Um, we also and these have are free as well, right? Yeah, this one is free. Yeah, it is free. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. It is totally, totally, totally free. Um, so the next one is also free. Uh, this one is very interesting and uh, quite exotic, I would say. 
because it allows you to use your browser to get into VR. And this is called Web VR. If you have a quest, then you kind of know what I'm talking about because in the quest, you can go to your browser and then uh, click on web VR. And before you know it, you're in the internet, basically. That's that's what it is. It's pretty next level. Um, hmm. So this one is called Mozilla Hops. And Mozilla Hops is very similar to Altspace, but very, you know, dumbed down in a way where yep. uh, you just have to use the browser. And then you jump into this environment and you can watch movies there. You can, you know, hang out with other people, uh, build uh, things, import things. Um, yeah, you can just build your own world where Altspace also has that option, but Mozilla Hops has tools that are a little easier to use in that sense. So Mozilla Hops is mainly getting used by developers. That's what I have seen, you know, where they just, you know, talk and they, you know, they mod and script and stuff. But it's, it's an interesting platform, uh, a hidden gem, I would say. Uh, kind of easy to get into. I think yeah. you hit the nail on the head saying that it's um, it's it's it simplifies what alt space does. Yeah, yeah. In terms of if you need to get somebody in, uh, it also has that ability to have a two D non VR person join you. Yeah. more easily than like the alt space setup. At yeah, the true, true. And this one also works from your mobile phone. So even if you do not have a VR headset, you can still join people. Uh, from your phone, you know, it's so easy. You just, you know, click on the link that someone sends you to that room. And then before you know it, you're in there. So yeah, it's very uh, easy to to access. Um, and then we have, uh, of course, Rec Room. Um, there's not much that I need to say about Rec Room. You know, you can go on a quest together. You can, you can be a, a, a parkour, uh, you know, runner. Um, it's all possible in Rec Room. And I think the coolest part about Rec Room is that its friend system is very nice and where you can, you know, uh, you know, give someone a handshake in virtual reality, totally safe. Um, and then, um, you know, uh, have fun together and level up your, your, your character and get new, let's say, you know, clothes or hats and stuff like that. Um, you can, again, build your own worlds. Uh, and, and if you have ever been in Rec Room, you know that they are like awesome. People are very creative in there. Um, it is a platform that is mainly getting, you know, inhabited by kids. Although if you have, again, a friend group and you just do things privately, it's fine. It's super fun. Uh, and it's a very stable, you know, platform that, again, is cross-platform. Uh, and this time also PlayStation VR can join. So if you have a friend who has a PlayStation VR, and I know that's a problem, you know, where a lot of games you can't, you know, if you have a PC VR headset and you want to play with someone with a PlayStation VR headset, you usually can't. It's very hard. There are almost no like apps that you know support that. But this one, you can just play, you know, with your friends who have a PSVR. So yeah, there you go. Rec Room also free, by the way. It's so nice that this is all free. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> and then next we have VR Chat. Boy, is this a classic. Uh, if you like to be a meme, then just jump in. Uh, as Mike said, you can go to the Great Park. It's like this this club or this like restaurant thing and you can just join in there um they have karaoke too they have also karaoke yeah yeah true. just keep your distance yeah yeah uh, and um and and i what, what i think is the most beautiful about this platform is that um all, all the gaming cultures all the internet cultures or all the cultures that are maybe not accepted in the real world are accepted in vr chat so if you feel like you can't be yourself or you feel like you you're not you know allowed to have a certain hobby because people think it's stupid 
then go into VR chat because there are enough people who have the same interest. Um, and I, and and I think that's that's like some people say, ah, you know, VR chat is kind of weird what we have seen, but I think that's the part that makes it so nice, where everyone has their own group and they can just you know make their own world, chill in it, and be themselves. And and if there is one thing that you want to do during this pandemic, is still be yourself. Maybe in a different way in VR, but still you can. Yeah. So I think that's that's awesome um, about VR chat. That's, that's very well put. I I I treat it's like uh, Yahoo groups. They used to say like if you know if you want to make a group, all you need is one other person. It's yeah. like create. Yeah. You love cats and buckets. Boom. Yeah. You're gonna find Certainly, if you're if you're really group. like missing that social interaction of, especially if you're someone that likes to go out regularly, you know, in the evenings to pubs or clubs, and you're yeah. really missing that social interaction, VR chat is amazing for that. You yeah. know, I think. And then let's say you, if you find the right group. If you find, yeah, yeah. of course. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can imagine people now normalizing to VR chat, then being reintroduced to the population, having some kind of <laughs> yeah. social issues. Where are all the knuckles running around? Yeah, yeah no, it's, uh, it's, it's awesome what you can do with that platform. Then last but not least in the social VR platforms section. And, you know, again, there are so many more apps. Uh, that's why I would recommend you to go to Road to VR and check out the whole list. It's getting updated on, on a weekly basis. There are so many apps out there uh, oh. that you can uh, dive into. But the last one is Big Screen. Um, Funny enough, our podcast gets streamed to big screen. So if you want to watch this or listen to this podcast with other people in a cinema or in a different environment, then you can. You can do that in big screen. Uh, also free. Uh, the way big screen works is that you have, uh, um, you know, a room that you jump into and you can connect your uh, computer to the big screen and then use that to, well, uh, play video games, uh, watch movies, or, yeah. Me and Mike did that together. Remember that, Mike? Yeah, we played we um, with, um, the two of us. What was two, it called? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, playing through big screen cooperatively. Yeah, that was pretty cool, yeah, actually. Was awesome. That's that's also supported now by uh, Steam's uh, co-op feature, yeah. Steam Remote yeah, Play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could so use you that. Have that ability that's, as well. And it would make you it set up way and, easier, yeah. And only one person has to own the game mm -hmm. in that case. Yeah, so, so big screen, um, you know, is, is one of those platforms where... You know, you can share your computer screen with other people um, and, and, and that makes, you know, the possibility of, you know, watching something like really uh, together. Um, other things you can do is, uh, let's say, if you really like to play Animal Crossing right now, you could hook it up to your computer with a capture card and yep. then have your other friend play it in, uh, um, you know, in VR and, and just join up and just do it that way. So, yeah, big screen has many possibilities. Uh, and, and, and that's great. But you do need a computer for that um, yeah. to, to yeah. make it work. To put your own content in there. Yeah. yeah like I've exactly. played um, uh, Mario Kart 8 with a uh, big screen before in a, in a yeah. virtual cinema. And that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there you have it. And uh, I should also uh, say that uh, you could have meetings in these apps too. And you could have, you know, have calls there and stuff. They're not necessarily dressed as a furry dressed as a furry <laughs> yeah well yeah that's the thing like they're they're not officially really made for it i think altspace <laughs> comes the closest to um but they are yeah. not really enterprise focused so altspace i'll just mention uh in case anyone's interested because uh, altspace has integration in their web browser for google docs mm -hmm. so if you have a google sheet or a google document that you want to share yeah. with a meeting or whatever uh, you, you that that has support. Uh, I don't think VR Chat has that yet. <laughs> Not yet. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe. I don't think so. 
Nope. Nice. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> the, the meaning of the phrase. I don't yeah. know. I love the thing is though, as weird as VR chat can be, I, I like what you said, Nathy, about uh, the inclusivity side yeah. of it. Every time I've gone in there, there's been a really like nice, unique yeah. group of people who you've met. Yeah. And, I just uh, imagine in the future, like, you know, like when everything is in virtual reality for your work and your entertainment, that you one day, like you come into work, like still wearing your furry outfit from the previous day. You'd be like, oh, like I had such a rough night. Oh, sh- <laughs> I'm still wearing my furry outfit. <laughs> like <laughs> that, that reminds me, by the way, of that one one episode where we were joking about the fact that we would be robots rolling into Oculus Connect. Well, actually, that that's not even that bad happen. of an idea yeah. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Black Mirror episode is being filmed as we speak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we can um, still be there. <laughs> but yeah, I think there were some solid recommendations. Of course, if you've got your own recommendations, put yeah. them in the chat or put them in the comments of this video. We'd love to know what, how you've been coping with the self-isolation and what yeah. apps and but, social uh, apps in particular you've been using. Yeah. So, so that, that was just a social VR platform part of it. Let me just quickly scroll through sure. the, uh, the the things that you can also use. Um, so let's say you want to do presentations or meetings. Um, there are a I few uh, options there too. Uh, well, a few, that's an understatement. There are like so many because, you know, when I checked out that, you know, article from from uh, Ben, I was like, the heck, I didn't even know there were so many, so many out there, you know. Um, and, and they are... Like all unique in their own way, but they look very similar, so it's very hard to, you know, navigate through that. But uh, again, I just picked some of the let's say uh, more interesting ones from let's say also a, a, a visual perspective and also in in terms of mechanics. Um, the uh, the first one in in this uh, category is glue. I think the name is is funny. I like it. Um, so glue is a modern virtual extension of your workspace. Uh, a global uh, space where high-performance teams come together to learn, share, plan, and create. And according to Glue, uh, it's an efficient platform that takes advantage of VR, but also recent advances such as 3D graphics and cloud computing. Yeah. So with this app, um, you can pretty much do the same as in big screen, um, but it's different in a way where, as I said, it's enterprise-focused. So there is, you know, much more you can do with it. Uh, and, and the entertainment side is is kind of gone to, to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. So you can focus on, you know, uh, you know, on the on the on the work stuff. Um, so that that's that's glue. I don't know if we have a video. That's interesting. Of this I've too, never heard uh, of that but, one before. Yeah. Uh, nope, is it spelled G L U E? Yes, like glue. Uh, Glue. Like gluing yeah. wood, wood yeah. together. And is this one, a, this one a paid one? This is a paid one, yeah. So all of yeah. these are pretty much paid. Uh, it's like yeah. a subscription you go for. Uh, so I'm just going to mention one in passing here before I forget about it. Chris Richardson says Tabletop Simulator is on sale for 50% off and works in VR. That and things like Poker VR also work as a great thing because yeah. if it's low interaction yeah. and you can meet with a group, yeah. you can talk through it. Yeah. Good uh, good recommendation there, Chris. Thanks. Yeah. Um, then we have connect to, and this is like connect without the T, and then a two. And uh, connect to gives you an immersive and interactive experience in where physical distances become something from the past. So in this app, you can meet up with your coworkers, import 3D files that you can show off, and most uniquely, uh, it gives you the chance to change your surroundings and make it look more like your actual office from where you used to work. And, oh, it, that's cool. and if you look at the video, it's like people are in this. Uh, for example, they work in a hospital, um, and then they just yeah. reimagined that 
And that's where they are just, you know, having a table and that's where they work from. So you can just jump from one place to the other and just replicate that. So it gives you the tools to just, you know, make something that's kind of themed around your own work. Yeah. Huh. It's, it's very cool. It's very cool. Yeah, I don't know if we are showing off a video too, by the way. Uh, uh, not for that one. Not for this not one? For that okay. One. Um, but um, yeah, so that's Connect2. Um, then we have Meet in VR. Uh, Meet in VR lets you work together from anywhere at any time by having meetings in interactive VR spaces. And it makes sure that activities which are impossible in real life or very hard to do remotely can be done in virtual reality. And in this one, you can brainstorm, you can sketch, mind map, team building activities. Um, and uh, like, as I said, every app is like focused on its own things, where in this one, you can really, you know, show off your product. Uh, that you are working on by putting it on the table and say like this is it what do you think about it let's talk you know and then you know sketch around it stuff like that um, and I think that's nice that you are able to bring products that are usually like physical can be brought into VR so you have a better idea of what it's you know looking like and and uh, um, let's say the, uh, the positive side of VR with that is that products that you usually have to manufacture first to show uh, are now like you could start with a blueprint and already, you know, show it up in VR, even if you didn't make it in a factory yet. Um, so yeah, that's that's meat in VR. Um, then last but not least in this section of uh, apps, uh, V-Spatial. Uh, this one reminds me just a lot of um, what, you know, uh, Oculus has with, you know, their Dash. Um, so V-Spatial is a virtual reality workspace that connects users to their computer applications and co-workers uh, and what you can do with this is just like big screen in a way you can create this circle of computers of everyone and kind of make this round table where everyone just works at their own spot but you can still talk together uh, there are also mini games that can be played so this one is a little bit more playful where you could have like a, a basketball session at you know the lunch break and just mess around or troll your co-workers by spawning things so it's, it's really cool if you if you see what you can do with it it's amazing. So it's a bit more or like less serious and more, you know, that's why I said like you can go real serious or depends on what company you're, you know, working at. Um, and then last but not least uh, in the education uh, side of uh, things, um, I have Engage and we mm. have jumped into Engage before. Um, yeah, we've, we've yeah. tried this one. This is a cool one. Yeah. So this is an oh, educational and corporate training platform. Uh, and what it does so well is that you can uh, create your own uh, let's say uh, lessons that you want to learn to your let's say uh, I don't know it could be like employees it could be people you know in school but you can create your own uh, um, lessons in VR and just make it custom to what you want what you want to teach the potential on that one is like limitless yeah right? yeah. yeah it's really really open you, you could you could even do like uh, for instance like homeschooling lessons or something and then distribute it to a community of people that type of thing yeah so so uh, yeah engages is amazing for conferences uh, for the educational part of things uh, doing trainings uh, everything and uh, best of all is that you can record let's say uh, something and then uh, uh, let it let people play it back later so yeah. uh, you can always let's say Stuff if you're like sitting this. in school and you didn't really pay attention or you want to go back to that moment you can do that in VR, uh, and that, yeah. that's amazing. It, it's stuff like this that makes me like excited for like the future of education. Mm. Like imagine having classes like this, like in a 
in a good few years from now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we, we were we when we tried it out, we were in like a lecture hall, right? And then yeah. someone could yeah. give a presentation at the front with like a whiteboard. You can draw on it. You can show slides, and uh, you know it's like being in a in a <sighs> lesson. You know, yeah. Yeah, it's really really cool. Yeah. Um, so I I will make sure that all the apps that I just mentioned uh, are in the description. So if you want, you can just yeah. check out the videos and yeah. check out what what they are all about. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I really appreciate you uh, you finding all of these because uh, I don't think these get like highlighted a lot. But uh, I didn't even know like maybe like eighty. There, there's so many more. Like listed. trust me, yeah. there's so many more. There is uh, there's one of my favorites that is totally not in my you know in my ball game. It's called Nvidia Holodeck. I'm sure you have seen it before. But it's like if you watch the trailer of that one, it's like there are people working on a car. They are building this car. They can pull it like you know into little pieces. And just work on them and, 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 and jump into the car and touch the, the, the wheel. And it's like this insane app that looks so fun, even that I'm not in this in the same work, workspace. Yeah. But yeah, that's what it, you can do with VR. It's almost like a collaborative minority report. You know, that's yeah. what it sounds like when you describe yeah. it that way. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like Rowdy, I never had any idea how many uh, productivity and co-working apps there were in VR already. So yeah. it's pretty amazing that that's already happening. And these apps... And, and good that it gets highlighted. Yeah, these pl platforms no doubt will grow substantially over the next sort of coming months. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I really appreciate the, the, uh, the, the suggestions just quickly, maybe run through them again. So for entertainment, productivity and education, just run through the names. Yes. Uh, so, uh, social VR platforms, I highlighted Altspace VR, Mozilla hubs was the next one. Uh, then rec room, VR chat, big screen. I wanted to add Facebook horizon to this as well, but sadly it's not out yet, but if Facebook no. is smart, push that thing out because this is what people need right now. Uh, yeah. um, but uh, I don't know. Uh, so next up, uh, presentations or meetings. Uh, the apps I mentioned were Glue. Then, <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that, but okay. Uh, connect to, so that's connect, but then without the T. And instead of a T, there is a two. Connect to. Uh, then next up, meet, <laughs> meet in VR. Yes. Uh, and then V spatial, um, and there's also uh, a, a V spatial version that is uh, for AR. Uh, there are also a lot of AR uh, workspaces. Maybe we should dive into that another time. It's also an interesting uh, uh, place to be in. Yeah, go. I love I love Johnny Wells' comment. He says, "I'll stick to Pavlov." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. you know, uh, Chris Haney once told me that they, you know, with their team, they were doing business meetings in uh, in like battle royale games. And they yeah, were meeting yeah. up in this little house and they had to just keep talking until someone got shot and had to leave the meeting. So they had to make it quick. So uh, maybe with Pavlov, <laughs> you could create something around that. Um, and then education. I know this segment was short. There's so many more also in the healthcare scene and stuff like that. Uh, I just wanted to keep it short uh, is engage. And, nice. and all of those, let's say more serious ones are all paid uh, yeah. apps. Yeah. yeah. But it makes awesome sense. List. Awesome yeah. list. Yeah, thank you very much for that. Um, so we've been going on for quite a while now, so I'll, I'll sort of wrap up the show. Uh, if you've got any questions, try and get them in as quickly as you possibly can, uh, just while I sort of summarize uh, the show again. So just a reminder, it's a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show, live streamed every Saturday on YouTube and Twitch, although we won't be around for the next two episodes and we'll be back, be back on the 25th of April. Like I said earlier on, we're going to be leveling up the show behind the scenes, trying to improve things as much as we possibly can. If you've got any suggestions on how we can improve and you want to give us some feedback, email us at contact at freality.com. 
efreality.tv or tag us on Twitter, which is at efrealitycrew, or stick a comment on the uh, upload of this video on YouTube. We read those as well. So let us know your suggestions. We'd love to hear them. Mm. Also, you can check out the audio version available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Spotify. Um, I think that's everything. Yeah, so like. we're back on the 25th. Leave a like. Make sure <laughs> you subscribe. Just leave a like. Please, please like like this video for the upcoming two weeks. All that good stuff. So I'm going <laughs> to miss, miss doing that, you know? Yeah. yeah. A lot of people are congratulating on the, on the list, uh, Nathan. Okay. Uh, well, yes. great work. Well, just a little plug. If you want to hear about more apps, I made a video, you know, where I talk about, I don't know, it's like 19 apps in total. So if you want to have a more entertaining version with videos and cool music and me talking like whoa this is epic then uh that's it <laughs> yeah so, so pd says thanks for the commitment hosts see you in all in two yeah. weeks it's actually yeah. kind of three weeks we're just missing two weeks of the show but uh, it means you, you get a break as well pd because you're the moderator of the show yeah, so true. enjoy those three weeks uh, we, we uh we won't we won't uh sort of you know we'll still pay you for those three weeks so you know you can, any, any, you can any last words <laughs> Uh, any last words? Uh, everyone just stay safe. Everyone just stay safe and well. Keep well. Stay indoors. Don't uh, risk it by going outside and doing yeah. something stupid. Um, well, wash your hands, wash your eyeballs, do- your ears, and everything below. Yeah. Make sure it's all the safe. Best- <laughs> really, if, well, if you've got a VR head- you gone. I was just going to say, uh, take this opportunity to, uh, to do something you haven't done before. Like, do but something. inside your house. <laughs> whatever it is yeah, yeah but i mean what <laughs> we in the uk oh. get to do a jog outside once a day but um you know like whatever the rules are just find something this is a weird circumstance you don't often get this circumstance take it as an opportunity and do something uh if you got somebody with you shacked up right do something with them that you wouldn't normally have done yeah. uh challenge yourself yeah. you know make something like, up uh, my, my wife, that's uh, what i say as well my wife's learning french at the moment Wow. That's what she's doing. I, I took up oh. a course as well. Yeah. So there you go. You can so learn something. Like perfect yeah. example. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Excellent. You Thank can you, Rowdy. Turn your house Mike. into an escape room. That's true. You can do that. <laughs> Isn't that what we're all doing? Um, Isn't that like that's exactly what we're doing? I think, for. you know, if you've got a VR headset during this time, then, you know, this is an amazing way to really escape the real world, yeah. you know. Especially with Half-Life Alex, you know, although it's full of head crabs and combine <laughs> soldiers, it's probably more fun and interesting than the real world right now. So uh, watch our Twitter. I might convince the lads to do something social with the, the four of them timed after we do some work in the background. Okay. Let's yeah. see. Maybe, well, yeah, uh, any updates, maybe we any that. updates or any, if anything changes, which we're not planning to, uh, yeah. we'll update you on Twitter more likely than anywhere else. So stay tuned to the Twitter account yeah. at Crew for any updates. But yeah, we'll yes. see you in three weeks time. Uh, take care of yourselves and... Uh, uh, have a great time in VR, of course. Until then, bye-bye for now. See you later. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye.